12. It's just that fastly a movie. I like to go get a piece of pie and talk about it. It's sort of a little tradition I have. Do you like to get pie after you see a good movie? Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar and with me today, as always, is... Yeah, there we go. It's Ralph. You just love the is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I live for those little the things. W- well-appointed is. Um, welcome, everyone. This is episode number 150. 150. Almost like a good number. Almost an anniversary. Halfway through an anniversary. Um, and in this episode, we're going to be reviewing several movies two of which are currently in theaters. The first one is called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. It's almost like you're watching all movies that are everything, that are everywhere, and that show all at once. Um, We're going to watch that one. Currently in theaters, like I said, as well as the sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog, which is, you know, creatively titled Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Which is even creatively, more creatively, uh, what's it called? Um poster done wise as the sonic the hedgehog 2 video game yes that is that is cool though like it's worth the just the simple two mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's worth the, the number two only after the title yeah. um, because of that poster some yep. solid poster art going on there that whoever that guy earned their fucking paycheck you know what i'm saying that whoever did that good job yeah uh, 100% like I earned this. I swear to the post is better than anything the movie has to. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not disappointed. But I'm saying hey, that's a solid puzzle. Anyway, uh, and also we'll conclude our show with our second installment, which is actually our second and third in a row installment of our Batathon. We're doing a Bat Marathon. Batathon. Um, where the last time we, we talked about Adam West's original film, 1966 Batman, uh, this time around. <laughs> Exactly, with the sounds and everything. Um, and this time around, we're going to do, um, we're going to review Tim Burton's, uh, you know, take on Batman by doing his his first, his two movies that he made. Uh, Batman, also called the same as the other one from 1989, and Batman Returns from 1992. Both have the same director, both have the same score or score, you know, composer, and the same, um, of course, uh, Batman character, like uh, my, um, Michael Keaton as, as Batman. So uh, we're going to review those and continue on with this long-ass marathon. But they won't feel as long because like, like, like today, some of these will be paired and they'll just fit nicely and it won't seem so daunting. Right. Anyway, you can always find this episode and all of our other episodes over at otherpodcast.com. Over in that fucking corner of the internet, you can find all of our marathons that we've done in the past, a shit ton, and we're going to do at least a shit ton more this year. Um, now that we're back from our break, fully formed, and it's going to be a it's fun time. So check it out, and also it'll show you the next shows and so on, the calendars on there, things like that. Um, check it out, guys. Anyway, um, Ruff, what's going on with you? How are you? How you been? I've been good. I've been uh, catching up on a lot of TV shows. Finally finished Ted Lasso. Um, finally finished, uh, what's it called? Uh, oh my God. What was that other show I was just watching? I caught up to. Is there a, like a brand new season just came out after last year? Or are you talking about last year's season? No, last year's season. I've, just been, I've been so behind. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Kind of annoying to be honest with you. Me but, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I caught up to some animes. I started watching a brand new anime. Um, oh, what's it called? The Spy Family. Okay. Um, which actually you might like. It's only two episodes in. 
a nice little refreshing thing. Ah, I see. I don't feel so daunting on this no, one. No, not daunting at all. It's not One Piece, as I tell people whenever I recommend them animes, because I always recommend One Piece. Just, yeah, like, it, just but, to piss people yeah. off. Really? Yeah, it does seem like everyone gets pissy on that because it's a thousand episodes. I thousand know I plus. should I know I should watch it. Right. So why haven't you? Yeah. Right. That's usually what I say. Mm-hmm. Um so besides the point, there's that. Um I I know I just caught up with something else. I forgot what the show was. I can't remember right now. Um, you see the TikTok of that guy who's talking and like obviously the video is like a conversation <laughs> with a girl and and she talks about like how she just caught up to the thousand plus ep- you know episode of One Piece, yeah. and that and he asks her out and she's like, oh, I'm not ready for a committed relationship. And he's like, bitch, if I'm ugly, just tell me. You just saw a thousand. You just committed to an episode, a thousand episodes of a show. Right. Don't tell me you can't commit. You know, right? Just tell me I'm ugly. I'm saying, thank you. Tell me <laughs> right. I'm ugly. Right. Right. That's uh, so true, though. Um, no, it's just so funny. It is. It it does feel true. Um. Mm-hmm. I started another season. I, I've been watching a lot of TV, essentially. Yeah. Um, I've been watching also some, uh, some comedy specials. I've been trying to get back into comedy. I kind of got mad that I missed out on um, Tom Segura that was in town right when I came back from my from my vacation. Oh yeah, you like that guy? Uh, I know. Yeah, I like I like Tom Segura, which yeah, he's a funny guy for me. Um, but yeah, there's a lot. I can of see things. why he is very much. He he sounds like you a little bit, honestly. Like yeah, he sounds I, like. I caught up to Moon Knight. Also, Moon Knight. That's the other one. Oh my god, I haven't even touched Disney Plus in oh, a while. Oh my god, you'll no, I think I honestly feel like you know what, I think you'll love Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Okay, no, I want to see it. I just haven't touched that fucking sure, series sure. in a while. <laughs> yeah. So oh, I, uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I've just been catching up to stuff, getting back into the swing of things since vacation time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was the first two days sucked coming back from work because. Uh, I was so hard. exhausted. Oh it's my hard, god, yeah. I was so exhausted. Yeah. I didn't even do anything. Your back remembers everything, you know. Like, oh no, my, why? My feet were like, "What the fuck are you doing to me?" Yeah. Um. But yeah. But besides that, I mean, yeah, just you know, work, work, work. Um, paying off shit. Mm-hmm. You know, watching shit here and there. Yeah. That's uh, it, man. Likewise for me, I've been uh, been catching up to fucking shows. Uh, first of all, Yellow Jackets. I'm halfway through that. Fucking great so far. Um, had its first season technically last year. I'm not even sure when the cutoff is. I may include it for the next one. Doesn't know. Um, I also just cut to Severance Apple TV. Right. Uh, everyone check that out. If you haven't heard of it, just watch it blindly. Severance. It's like a Severance paycheck, but not at all. Um, so uh, fantastic, great sci-fi going on there. I really want to catch up to Ted Lasso. But you and I started watching for all mankind in good earnest. We yes. should plan the next time to hang out and watch the next batch of episodes We're really sure. um i want to catch up this year for sure because i think season three might be coming out this year not sure um anyway um besides that i you know also been plugging away at one piece and plugging away at attack on titan knowing that so that's um, who's been watching attack on titan yes i'm on season three. Oh, kudos to you i couldn't get past two how did you do it so a lot of people had problems with two i can i can see why if your only issue is because you want to know what's in the basement then you didn't know how much of a big secret that was. Like I knew that was going to be a final season thing going in and the first oh, season from season one. Yeah. I knew yes. that. Yeah. No, but a lot of people didn't. And that thing they're hang, they're dangling that carrot every that's season. Cause, that's because they know? don't like, Oh yeah. No, like every season, five episodes, they bring it I, up again. The basement, I feel like, I feel like, like season two starts nah. off so slow. I right. just feel like, Oh, uh, this is a problem. I started watching it. Mm-hmm. And I guess I, I just, I just been mad at the anime to be honest with you. I've been really stubborn because the season came out. First season came out. And then it was like, 
26 years later, all right, season two is going to come out. You know, and they just took so long from season one to season two. Yes, that was another problem with it. When you have such a big break, kind of like Stranger Things, honestly. And uh, I know the shows that I can't think of right now, but Stranger Things, I was at, at a big break between two and three. And mm. also between three and four, which is coming out this year. So yeah. That's going to be interesting to see what that looks like. Um, and there's a drop off. Uh, Rick and Morty has the same problem. You know, see, there's uh, people stop really stop talking about it, even though there was a new season when the last one came out. But the gap between them was just too big. Um, yeah. You know, over a year, almost two years, actually. And that kind of thing, you know, I mean, it's stupid to, you know, who cares what the public thinks? But unfortunately, that's how people think about it. And that's what no, but it, it, but, it is really is. But no, it, yeah. it bothered me. And I guess not only that, but like, the first few episodes were really slow, and I was just like, "In season two, I, you mean?" Of, yeah, season two. Uh, Attack yeah. On Titan. Okay. Attack on I just couldn't get back into it, and I was just like, "Yeah, so they did boring. start out weird and timey wimey. It had some timey shit going on there." Yeah, it was and, just like uh, I don't know. I get it. It, it felt I get very it. annoying, and like I said, I'm, I just I was just being stubborn. Yeah, but like the season was over, and I was like, I could just binge it. Like, there's mm-hmm. there's no reason for me not to watch it. I, yeah, yeah, I just never got to it. I'm like on episode. To five, me, it, it feels like it's the anime version of The Walking Dead for a lot of people. Like after the first season, um, I'm not saying the, the time difference, it. but maybe the way people treat it. Like too many people love it. The people who love it are idiots, maybe. Um, <laughs> and um, and it drops off from the the hype and the like the the gritty. Mm. Like visceral, awesome horrorness of the season yeah. one, which obviously is still there in season two, but like is no longer new. Mm-hmm. And you know, but I feel like it did great though. I think it saw some problems. I didn't think they were going to solve it all, which involves the, the titans that attacked the wall in the very first episode. It deals with that, and like, thank God they dealt with. That. I mean, they're not dead or anything, but they're they're still you know they dealt. They, I know things now. Like I know things. Mysteries are solving. Um, yeah. Season three, I would say. Harder, a little harder because they deal more with the human problem that's going on that's stopping everything, like stopping the actual production of progress in the entire country or whatever they are, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because um, I don't want to say city because it's like multiple cities, really, right? Um, and uh, and then season four, which I think the fourth is the last or the fifth, I forget. It's like four or five. I don't remember. They broke it into two. But I think oh, it's is that why? Four and 4.5. That's why I'm confused. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's announced as the final season. So I'm going to finish this fucker. And hopefully they have a good payoff, but I don't know either, Ralph. But so far, I'm playing away. I'm halfway through season three. Pretty great. Um, that's really it. I mean, there's other things, of course, but that's, uh, that's good for now. We're going to start into getting into the next segment here, our first real segment called Recent Discoveries, which, of course, is super obvious. So, Ralph, are you going to start us off with the movies you've been watching with something? Yeah. Hi. <laughs> um, one of the movies I saw over the, over the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. um, is uh, only the shortest title I've read today. It's fantastic, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic beats. Peace, the secrets of Dumbledore. Um, Did you catch a win there, Chief? Yeah, I fucking feel like it. This is the movie where they took away Grindelwald as uh, what's his name, Johnny Depp. Oh, they took Johnny Depp away as Grindelwald. Yeah, they took what they yeah. did. Put Matt Mickelson in. Oh, Matt Mickelson's way better. Way better. Okay, I might watch this movie now. But like, actually, that's one of the only main reasons I went to go watch it. And Mm -hmm. he makes that relationship between Dumbledore and uh, Grindelwald. Yeah, amazing. Because I've seen it already happen before in uh, what's it called? Uh, Fucking uh, in the book. Hannibal. No, 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 no. Oh, Hannibal. In Hannibal, yeah. Oh wait. In um, it was called uh, the show. The the show, yeah, yeah. Because you know, you know, in Hannibal, the show, he's right. That's ruin the show, I guess, or anything like that. But you know who Hannibal Lecter is and what he does and what yeah. role that uh, Mads Mikkelsen plays is right. 
yeah. he has to play the same same role as this. You know, if you read anything, if you knew anything about the uh, what's huh. it called, uh, I didn't know that. If you know anything about Dumbledore, if you know anything about Grindelwald, if you read any of those books or anything of those things, which I did, which yeah, I already totally knew. were gay for each other, yeah. right? Exactly, hundred percent gay for each other. So like, yeah. he already knows how to do that. He's done it before. Like I've seen him do it, and he does it. He did it great. So like, you're right. You're right. Hannibal this- Lecter. His Hannibal Lecter was like. Not like not like homosexual, but he was like every sexual, every sexual, every sexual. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, very much. But so. also and asexual at the same time. He was very yeah, weird. Very, weird very, very weird. Yeah. So like he, so watching it in this aspect, it was just like, like wow, that's crazy. Like uh, it just worked out really well, and I was like, man, I, I almost feel like they should just reshoot the movies. With reshoot the other movie without Johnny like, Depp. Exactly. Yeah, you you might as well. In my opinion. Because there's not really much in it that he's right. Because he's technically mm-hmm. no, actor. he's not in it too much. You just he's like a he's like a, a surprise at the end of that last. Right, movie. exactly. So Johnny I don't know. Depp so, is not in it much. But. So mm-hmm. this is that's that's this movie that mm-hmm. I would I would highly I would recommend. Um, I might watch it now. Yeah, Jude Law plays a uh, Dumbledore in this one. Um, yeah, which you actually can't like you can tell it's Jude Law, but that beard does a great job. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, he's also a little chameleon that guy can be. He really is, you know, yeah. but I just, you know, it just worked out. So overall, the movie was, um, actually, I really should have watched the other movie again, because I hated part two, to be honest with you, the second Fantastic Beast I don't movie. remember. Exactly. That's how much I hated it. Um, mm-hmm. It's out of my memory box. So I was like, man, I don't know what's going on. It took me like 20 minutes for me to get into the swing of things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, fuck this. Oh, yeah, that's scary. Oh, yeah. Should watch oh, a shit. recap YouTube video. I really should have. Yeah. I, um, I would highly recommend you do that. Um, if you are like me, which it sounds like you are, um, and you don't remember <laughs> anything about these other movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. You do that and you'll be go- you'll be aces in this movie. Um, no, it might be a good time because I'm doing a rewatch, a slow rewatch of the Harry Potter movies. It might just be a good time to just catch up to everything. I want to rewatch watch them. Um, I took Leo to this movie, and he was bored the first like thirty minutes, and then it mm-hmm. gets better, and then he was into it, and then he got the worse, and then you get back into it because mm-hmm. it was a lot of expose in this movie. Um, so this is a harder movie for kids to watch in a weird mm-hmm. way. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the Harry Potter children are getting older. Yeah, exactly. right? It's not like exactly. right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, uh, we, were, we were already not children when they were coming out, but like, it's yeah, worse now. <laughs> but besides that, I mean, the movie was yeah. uh, better than I thought, but still wasn't great. Um, it was good. Was good overall. Got so it. that's um the f- what's it called? Yeah. Not, nope. <laughs> nope. Um, we're gonna <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> Not doing it. All right. You have uh, one more, right? Yeah. The other one I saw in on a plane. Hello. On a plane. Wow. Um. Yeah. I was coming back from uh. From oh right, right. From Orlando, and right. I didn't want to sleep because I was gonna. I knew I was gonna snore. I was like, oh god. I was like, I'm gonna snore hardcore. I was like, let me just fucking not. You, you do snore pretty fucking loud though. Oh yeah, yeah. I know I do. I can attest, um, folks. But anyways, uh, yeah, I, uh, I saw. Take the, that into consideration. <laughs> I saw. I saw the Kingsman. Yeah, uh, which mm-hmm. is the prequel to the what's it called? The Kingsman movies. Yeah, um, hell of a prequel, like by forty years, fifty years. Now. Right, exactly. It's. Um, yeah. I'll read the quick description. In the early years of the twentieth century, the Kingsman agency is formed to stand against the cabal of plotting a war to wipe out millions. They do a, a shit ton of. Um, uh, they do a shit ton of what's it called um uh setup for this movie to be perfectly honest with you. Uh Ralph Fiennes mm-hmm. plays uh, Orlando Oxford. Um that's uh, his last name is Oxford. Uh, he okay. is like, of royalty. <laughs> okay. Um and essentially he's like they're trying to avoid he's a, he's a pacifist very much so and he's trying to avoid like war but then it's war is inevitable cuz it's all during World War 1 time time. 
And that's when like the, the movie takes place. That's like when the movie or the uh, around that time. So it is actually very embedded in history, um, very much so as to obviously they take their own stance in it, right? With how it got influenced through all these things that happened with Francis Ferdinand and X, X, Y, and Z, right? Really? Okay. Yeah, they do. They do a really cool job of that. If you know about World War One, which I hope you do, because I know you do, but I hope I love me some World War One. Yes. Yeah. So I, I hope other people do realize that too. Um, it's if you if you get into that, it's actually kind of cool to see Rasputin and, and like yeah, uh, a, a lot of a lot of other cool things in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would highly recommend it for that aspect. I thought it was better than what it was, but it wasn't what another Kingsman movie would be. Sad mm-hmm. to say, um, it wasn't that uh, that fun action kind of thing. Don't get me wrong, fun and weird too. They fun had and weird. weird, right? This yeah. one was like, oh, we're setting up just that. So it was a little bit more serious in that nature. Um, a little bit more heavy story, also. Even though I feel like the other movies were story, it just it just felt fun to watch and more light. Um, so this one was more on that aspect, and then you see how the the, the, the agency is born. Um, so that was cool, but I also felt like, man, this movie should have came out like, I don't know, two, three years ago. You know? Yeah, well, I, 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 I they, they tried. I know, <laughs> they tried. I know, I know, they tried. It's just like it just. I feel like I've seen seventy-five trailers for this movie, different ones. I, that I feel like I, I've seen the movie already. I, I feel like that too, but yeah. watching it was like, okay, it was good. Oh. Yeah, right on. But yeah, that's the key. and that's on HBO, right? Yeah, that's HBO Max. Nice. Yeah, it's on my list also. Like I did put it in there because I like the other Kingsmen. Uh, they're fun times, but also you know, fun time movies doesn't. You know, it's not like high on my list, but I will. I do want to see it a little more now. So thank you. Um. All right. So and that's all you got. So um, I have a few here. One I've been nineties kick. Oh my God, hell a nineties kick. I okay. saw been watching movies that I either have seen or I think I've seen and I don't remember. So two of which, for example, that I have seen, I know I've seen them because I have the VHS copies. One is The Negotiator. Remember that movie? And the other is The Siege with Denzel Washington. Remember that movie? I do, yeah. Yeah, I saw the both of those. I've been watching them here and there, like you take on Hulu. Um, anyway, but one of those that I'm going to say, I don't think I've seen or if I have seen it, I don't remember any of it until I saw it again this week it's called copycat uh have you heard of that no all right copycat came from uh 95 that's when it came out and uh an agoraphobic psychologist and a female detective must work together to take down a serial killer who copies serial killers from the past sounds pretty cool um a a little tropey (laughs) and definitely feels 90s um and it stars sigourney weaver as that psychologist and holly hunter as a detective and dermot Mulroney, Mulroney, Mulroney. um plays a partner and it's uh it's a kind of, it's like a both who done it it's uh i guess a bit psychological you know it opens with the horrible scene the scars the psychologist to be agoraphobic and so on and man this killer really gets around he is such a good copycat killer to a perfect degree that he kind of takes the fun of what i imagine is killing uh-huh which I think is the biggest problem for the movie. I think the movie misses out on what makes a serial killer really tick. And it's not copying others for the sake of copying. It's yeah. pretty much ending someone's life in a certain way. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everyone's he, different. I don't uh, know. <laughs> like I found that pr- so ridiculous. Um, I think it's not supposed to be taken super serious. So I didn't. Maybe it's me. But I had some <laughs> kind of issues with it where I was laughing at it. Instead of enjoying, but I was enjoying it. I mean, it's just not seriously, but the whole movie is serious the whole time. So, um, interesting, interesting movie. I would say it's a mixed bag overall, but if you, by far, if you're a 90s kid, 
you, this might tickle you fancy, you know? Okay. But I recommend it for that. It's just whatever. Um, not great, but fun. Uh, in the same vein, this is way more co- more modern. This came from 2018. I saw Night Hunter. I saw it on a whim. I don't even know why I saw it. Um, a weathered lieutenant, his police force, and a local vigilante are all caught up in a dangerous scheme involving a recently arrested troubled man who's linked to years of female abductions and murders. So it's a longer version of what I just said. It's another serial killer movie, you know. Yeah. Except uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought I thought you said night night uh, night hunter. What did you yeah, think of that? A night crawler. Night crawler. No, night crawler is awesome. I think did we review that movie? I think we know. did. Yeah. Uh, this movie stars as Henry Cavill as the detective. Ben Kingsley plays a character very much like he played in the nineties or the early two thousands. There's this movie called. Um, Oh my god, am I gonna forget? Um I'm gonna try to find it while I think about it. Anyway, it has Stanley Tucci as well, I think, and it has uh that girl from the first season of something. Um first season of shooter type that I meant to say, sorry. <laughs> anyway, um Night Hunter is a fun also movie, nothing major at all. It's like um I would say not as not as tightly scripted or not as tightly plotted as another who done it you know, cop mystery, like let's say um, um, Shutter Island or something. Like that's way better because it's made better. I would say it's made with more of a steady hand, but this movie I think works as just like a, as a fun movie of the month kind of thing. And uh, I sort of recommend it. It's kind of hard to recommend because in a sea of like really good stuff out there, but like, you know, if you're like us, when we watch like a lot of action movies, special or like, or in this case, it's like, action sort of serial killer sort of horror which is what i like um i think you can't go too wrong with it is my point okay. and uh, and regardless of whatever happens i did see it and it happened <laughs> and here i am um currently looking i feel like i'm so close to the time title he's made so many movies um oh suspect zero is from 2004 do you remember that movie no ben kingsley plays another vigilante who's out killing who's out killing serial killers and he's looking for the one serial killer that's killing like so so good that no one even knows he exists like you know it's so ridiculous but oh, it's yeah. like that fun yeah right it sounds maybe a little familiar right mm-hmm. i think he's playing the same role again except that he's too old now so he's not he's not like jumping off things anymore um sure. so that being said uh moving on here uh next up I'm looking at it. Oh, right. This is the opposite of anything I've ever said in my life. I saw this movie called Anti-Porno. Um, no. I'm just going to ask you if you've heard of it. <laughs> but I don't think you have. No. No. Okay. Uh, directed by Sion Sono. I don't know if that's a he or she. Sorry. I should probably look that up. Anyway, Japan's oldest major movie studio asks a batch of venerable filmmakers to revive its highbrow softcore Roman porno series. And this is one of them. And I can't believe that that's a description. That's a terrible description. Um, in it, it is hard to talk about this movie. But it's been directed by Sian Sona, who is a dude. I just checked it out. Um, so I want to make sure. <laughs> and um, he's known for definitely strange and very fascinating things. Like uh, he directed Suicide Club, for example. Have you seen okay. that? Yeah. I've shown you that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyone who's directed serious Suicide Club, I think you think he's mentally disturbed. So anti-porno is nowhere near the visceral horror nature of Suicide Circle. Or obviously not. I'm not obviously, but it's not. 
it definitely tries to tackle, like I said, softcore porn in the classic mm-hmm. sense, and obviously modernizes it and is a Japanese cast. And the way he does it is that he does it with a meta, uh, like a meta, almost like a meta storytelling technique, where uh, it begins with this uh, this um, this this uh, starring here. Um, I think it's Ami Tomite and Mariko Tsutsui. Um, Ami is uh, plays this super ritzy bourgeois artist uh, like beloved by everyone she's avant-garde she fucking splashes green on everything or whatever you know whatever color you like one of those types right and like and starts talking to herself and hallucinating having all these weird things going on and and then her assistant comes in and then the dynamic it becomes about the dynamic between this this star of the world and her assistant who is older definitely like a peasant level looking at because she's always had her head down always following her meekly and uh and just follows her every whim for no reason she'll just have whims you know and it turns very it turns sexual it turns bizarre and it kind of like forces you to have a feeling one minute either good or bad and then switches that the very next and it does that by kind of like removing the veneer of film and just putting her in a meta space so like the movie will change like 20 minutes in and you realize that there are actually actors acting in a movie and that the assistant is the actor that everyone loves and that she's a new actress that no one likes. And so the dynamics immediately switch, right? Because you're watching a movie within one and it's about that now, but there's still dynamics going. There's still power exchanges. There's still all this other stuff that's really fascinating and kind of hard to talk about really. So I'll leave it there, but it's an interesting movie. I will check it out. If uh, if only if you want to see something that you've never seen before, so and that's available on Mubi, which I have, and it's on there. It's not on there. Uh, it's one of their like regular movies. They have it there always. They've had there for months now. So like you can catch your wife if you want to, whenever. Um, also, not super long, so I recommend that. Uh, another one here is I finally saw and finished Flea, which you talked about, Roth. I think was it last time or the time before? Mm, time before. Yeah, uh, Flea is. Uh, I managed to see it before the academy. Yeah, before the academy, right? Flea tells the story of a two uh, tells the extraordinary true story of a man, Amin, on the verge of marriage, which compels him to reveal his hidden past for the first time. He's gay. Uh, yeah, that he's gay, right? That's the, that's the <laughs> hidden past. It's pretty much pretty obvious, and the very right first flashback. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, John Clown Van Damme, not a bad first choice to not open a up bad first kid. choice at all. I would and also the best movie, right? Bloodsport is not the best movie. It mm-hmm. is, but that he, yeah, Bloodsport is probably the most known. But I also gets confused for that other one right after that he came out. Kickboxer? With. Oh, I know. Kickboxer yeah, I came so. later. No, Kickboxer came after, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, Kickboxer. way later. I mean, like a decade later. I mean, I don't know if it was a decade. I thought it was like. No, like five years later. Maybe you're right. I might I be wrong. Like, you're right. I think it was like the, early nineties. I'm not a John like Van Damme. Like, I'll, I'll figure it out first. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, you're probably right. Um. Anyway, but yeah, it's a a, a tender story of for a very particular slice of life. It's almost like a slice of life, but it isn't um in your face about it necessarily. It is a strange movie in the sense that it is both a documentary and it's animated. And um, and, but if so, it feels like a movie. You know, it doesn't feel like you're hearing the actual subjects, the interview. You're hearing it. You're hearing the real person tell his story, but they choose to not just point a camera at him, but instead animate the goings on of what he's talking about. And I assume they probably go back to him and say, "Hey, you know, 
was it at this village you were at so we can animate it and so on you know i assume so i don't know how i don't know the background yeah but uh and this movie is also famous for this year being nominated for <laughs> three distinctive categories that seem polar opposite of each other best international film while being uh, best animated while being nominated for best documentary and obviously the sad part is that it doesn't win for any of those but um but uh, it's really rare for a movie to make those three categories um and yeah i found the movie to be um enjoyable i mean it's a drama it's like it's not like it's a fun time necessarily right but yeah. it's a it's a great little human connection about like it's weird those, to, those, it's weird to say you like this movie yeah. right it, it shows what was it sweden or switzerland no what was it what was the country he was in uh, he's doing the interview shit although oh, where he's where he's doing the interview i don't know i, I forgot oh uh, okay whatever um it kind of shows that upper north european uh oh. like um you know because they because they deal with them in the in the flashbacks of uh going from the middle east to his homeland to um to as refugees up north through europe and i mean that's part of it that's a huge part of the movie and like what happened there and the separation of between him and his sisters and his parents like all that's part of the movie and it's uh really interesting for sure it's yeah. uh kickboxer you know, some... came out a year after of bloodsport a year after wow you were 88, right 88 89 damn okay Okay, I concede. Um, anyway, uh, interesting movie for sure. Um, I guess it's hard to kind of recommend, but it's not like a fun time. But it's a it's a good movie, very good movie. I recommend it. Um, animation is really nice and sublime. Actually, I found it really nice. Um, very like careful about the details of what he's describing too. Um, mm. Found it really nice and flowy. Uh, like the how I like how it was you, rendered. You didn't get bothered by the the switches from no the, the switches to the the news the news reels and stuff. No, I like that. You know, but I'm also kind of used to it. Like in other things I've seen, so I didn't sure. bother me at all. You know, so but that's just me. Um, last but not least, I saw a, a movie from 1999, also on movie that's no longer there. Rob, I'm sorry. Um, it's called, but I'm a cheerleader. Um, have you heard of that? <laughs> Anyway. No. Wait, actually, you know what? It's a little, it's a little famous. It's also from here, from this country, so it might be famous for you. Oh, you uh, let me let me look it up. But keep talking. Anyway, it's a comedy, romance, drama. A naive teenager is sent to rehab camp when her straight-laced parents and friends suspect her of being a lesbian. <laughs> so already, definitely something. And this movie stars, uh, I guess, it's, I mean, three huge actresses. I mean, they became huge actresses after this. One of them is Natasha Leon, who stars as um, as that naive teenager, um, who's clearly a lesbian. The way she looks at the girl, uh, clearly. Anyway, um, Clea Duvall and Michelle Williams is a very young Michelle Williams, kind of snarky um, Michelle Williams in this movie. Um, yeah, this is one of those like, you know, it has a uh, it, it has a uh, um, I don't want to say they shoot horses on it. No, um, even cowgirls get the blues kind of vibe. Do you remember that movie, Rob? I might have shown it to you. Uh, the Gus Van Sant movie. It has some of those tones, but not crazy like that. It's like even Cowgirls Get the Blues is definitely like fucking insane. It's a ten out of ten. It's nearly like a David Lynch movie, but uh, so but it's more muted. But I'm a chiller. It's more muted. It's definitely like it's very '90s in the sense that it's it's obvious now compared to you know when you see it today. Uh, it's obvious what they're doing, and it's doing it in such a in such a both in your face way to never confuse it for anything else but the, the fact that they're they're at this camp to get rid of their uh, homosexuality um which is obviously not how it works isn't there a guy version of that 
There's a guy version. Oh, uh, I'm sure there are other movies about it, but there are guys in the in the camp with them. If that's what you mean. No, 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 no. Anyway. Uh, anyways, go ahead. No, yeah, yeah. anyway, uh, very interesting movie. Very fun to watch. It's almost like a dark satire of reality. Um, you know, it's not like I'm, I don't know if it's based on any filmmaker, like uh, the writer's thing or anything. I don't know if it's based on a book. I don't know what's 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 going on there. But I remember thinking that it felt like a dark comedy satire of something. That is that some other property of of art that's existed, but no, it's doing it to real life. It's doing it to the ridiculous nature of the fact that we have we have camps even exist. The yeah. fact that you can think and you can reprogram anyone to change their gender or their uh, preferences, sexuality preferences. It's like Save. Save came out after this movie. Save came out, yeah, in the two thousands for mm-hmm. sure. Save is definitely more mainstream. Um, yeah, Save is more mainstream because it had a bigger mm-hmm. cast. Also, it had a bigger cast, but it's also like it just looks mainstream as fuck. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Part of the digital world, really, and they they also include. It's it's funny because that movie, I want to say, feels political. This movie, I mean, the topics are political, but it doesn't feel political. It's very much in the world of the characters the whole time, which I think mm-hmm. I found kind of nice. You know, really like that about it. So Natasha Leon, really good fucking. It's, it turns out she's a great actress. Anyway, you know, uh, what's her um, Russian doll is coming out this year, by the way. So season two. So and she's in that, I assume. <laughs> Based on the first season. Oh, so. no, I never saw the first season. Oh, shit. Oh, man, I gotta catch up. Nah. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no. I gotta watch Ozark, too, but I haven't Don't, seen that either. No, fuck Ozark. Watch. <laughs> watch no. Okay, we need to fix your life. Anyway, but that's uh, <laughs> those are the recent discoveries that we have. We're going to take a break. When we return, we're going to review our first film, which is what? Everything, uh, everywhere, all at once. You, is there commas in there? No. Okay, thank God, because I'm like, I have to write all the commas too. Um, no, I only said it like that because I've been saying the name of this title wrong every single time. How do you say it? Um, everything, something, somewhere. <laughs> everything, something, somewhere. I, Sometimes I think, that one. No, I, I think I said everything, everywhere. I don't know what the rest is. So <laughs> I can never finish it. Yeah. It should be everything, everywhere, simultaneously. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, stay with us. An aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting with the lives she could have led. This is everything, everywhere, all at once. It's pretty mean uh, synopsis there. <laughs> right. Uh, the, written and directed by Dan Kwan and Daniel Schreinert or Schreinert, mm-hmm. uh, Skynert, whatever. I don't know. Sure. Some, some, something on that. Something. Yeah. Uh, this is starring... Michelle Yeoh. Love Michelle Yeoh. Doesn't uh, do Kei uh, Huai Kwan. Uh, Stephanie Su. James Hong. Love James Hong. Um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Fucking Jamie Lee Curtis. This is what, a, what a role for her. Uh, <laughs> Tally Metal. And uh, others. Cause go with others. There's more people. Kwan Kei Hu. Do you recognize him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't sure because he hasn't acted in 30 years or something. Uh, yeah, I'll look up his, uh, his uh, roles. Let me see. Uh, oh, I wasn't sure if you recognize him, as I'm saying. Uh, in, short in round. Other... What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Pretty cool, though. I kinda, he has uh, a leap from 97 to... No, no, no. From 2002 to 2021. Yep. Sounds right. Crazy. That's a lot. And basically, I mean, and nothing really known until really... Oh, no, no, nothing at all. Yeah, exactly. Stuff, yeah. Right. yeah. Hey, listen. It is what it is, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, um, that being said, um, mm-hmm. Oscar, yeah, what did you think of everything everywhere all at once? So um, I saw this uh, before you chose it to review because I remember uh, when we wow. the last show you were you weren't sure what the third movie will be. No, I wasn't. And uh, I saw this movie based on Michelle Yeoh, really, and I knew that the Daniel. No, this was going to be a movie I was going to watch regardless. Yeah. You're right, and I knew that Daniels directed it because uh, I remember. When their last movie came out, I, I, I felt like it made it made my short short list on my top ten that year, but it didn't make it. Of course, it, they made a Swiss Army Man, mm. um, which I really liked. Such a weird movie. I remember thinking back then, like that is a movie that That's I never never yeah. even thought of that could be possible to make. Kind of feel right, like, right. Um, and and it has Daniel Radcliffe and that other dude with the face, um, and uh, like okay. And then I heard that Daniels made another one, and it stars Michelle Yeoh. Fuck to the yes, I'm gonna watch that movie because Crouching Tiger, bro, and Police Story, right? Um, I don't think I've seen Police Story, but Crouching Tiger is. Oh, you seen Police Story? There's no way we didn't see that in TV. It's Jackie Chan, right? So, oh, that I have seen. I've yeah, seen you seen every Jackie? Chan. <laughs> <laughs> everything that could come across <laughs> I, like that. I've, we've yeah, seen everything. Jackie Chan Jackie movies. Chan. I've, yeah, I maybe mean, yeah, yeah, she was just very young, was. and also yeah, it's yeah, a long time ago for you. So yeah, makes sense. Anyway, and other things too, but. And like, so I saw this movie. I saw this with a friend. Yeah, with a friend. And he did not appreciate it as much, but I fucking did. I love this movie. Um, I love it. I really, I mean, I, mm, like, I, if we ever do like best, uh, I mean, we don't do this kind of show where we review our opinion, like our experiences with a movie in theaters, mm-hmm. but this is t- top five experiences in a movie theater for me i laughed really? so fucking hard and i enjoyed so much did, of it did, and it's did your audience also yes yes 100 <sighs> percent. that's so uh, cool there was this woman like a few rows to the middle there where we were from the corner which which theater did you go to if you don't mind me asking oh I'm sure, uh, crown old crown, crown? Okay. <laughs> yeah. we uh-huh. know what every yeah you and i know yeah. who gives a um and uh yeah and she was uh she was like up to like she and I were like, competing for the reaction time because, oh wow, the, like the like the trophy scene when we see the trophy of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, awards. Oh my god, he reacted right before I did. I'm like, oh, and like, oh, okay, she got it pretty fast. I mean, it's obvious, but also like, not everyone's gonna react to it. So like, it's almost like it wasn't a competition, but I remember catching like her reaction really fast in that in the crowd somewhere. Uh, but yeah, we were all laughing pretty fucking hard, and, and beyond that, like it's uh. It's a really great, interesting sci-fi premise. It is directed like no, like again, like no movie you've ever seen. Kind of yeah. hard to describe, uh, or kind of hard to detail it. And it's also equal parts action, action martial arts, and you know, uh, sci-fi as well as uh, uh, I mean, action movie and then sci-fi. Uh, equal parts comedy, equal parts fucking family drama. Actually, I would say that's even more of that probably. Um, and it manages to have. It managed to do everything, everything all at once. It really does. It really is the title. And yeah. I can't say it. I, can, I, can, I think we could review this movie even with spoilers and not spoil the movie. Yeah, like, that's crazy, right? Can't you, right? Those are for right. like, can Nope, I can't. There's no, I mean, right. I mean, we're going to talk, we're going to do the spoilers, but like, like, like still, like, it's hard to do it. Like, I think it's actually harder to spoil this movie. Uh, but also, I don't want to give away the great surprises that are in it. Um, this movie just hits you and keeps going and it makes you laugh and cry and wonder and bewildered yourself and all at once it's one after the other 
And everyone's great, not just Michelle Yeoh, who obviously kills it, but her daughter and her husband. Everything works really well. Um, yeah, I love it. What did you think? Um, I dug the fuck out of this movie. I mean, yeah. I thought it was... Uh, my crowd was um, more animated than I thought it was going to be, but my crowd was extremely small. My crowd was maybe no more than 10 people with me and my brother, my other, our uh, other brother included. Might it was happen. small. Yeah, we went, we went in our early, we went in our early showtime. Yeah. And, um, and then we went to the cop station one too. So I wasn't expecting too much, but mm-hmm. at the same time, uh, my crowd was more in it than I was at first. Um, just because not that I wasn't reacting, I just wasn't being loud. You know, I was just like, huh, what the fuck? Like literally when that scene, when you see the trophies, I was like, the fuck? And I looked at Dan. Danny just looked at me like, I don't know, bro. Yeah, you, like, both, like, you both know. No, we both knew right away. But he was just like, I right. don't know. Like, I, like, right. I, I, he's looking at me like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say, kind of thing, right? And I'm just like, this, what the? This is so random. Like, this what the fuck, right? Yeah. Um. Anyways, besides the point, my wife would have laughed. My busted out laughing if she saw that shit. That would have been hilarious for her. Um. <laughs> it's just, it's just um. And uh, by the way, this poster's insane. It? I was looking great. at it now on my oh, MDB, and the so poster great. looks like a bonker doodle insanity. I, I, yeah. It really is, but it's the title is the most perfect fitting title I think you've seen in a movie in a long time. <laughs> yeah, um, it is. It, it, besides the hunt for Red October, I mean, that's just like there's nothing, there's nothing more perfect. Um, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> for Red October, <laughs> I only like it the life. Such a um, bad movie, by the way. Right, I know it is. Anyways, um, that being said, uh, the acting is phenomenal. Um, I love. Michelle Yeoh in this movie, and I love what the movie talks about overall. Um, it's talking Very about good messages, yes, talking so much, and I, it, it's, I, I can't describe. I think the movie does a ninety-nine times better job than I can ever do it of mm-hmm. uh, describing how it feels to probably have the weight of the world on your shoulders or the feeling of the weight of the world on your shoulders. Yeah, and what it feels like and having to deal with everything everywhere you know um without finishing the title but like it's just i can only imagine just what moms go through what um mm-hmm. uh, what's it called what women have to go through what um uh, just people who have aspirations in life which is everybody makes you think um, of the what ifs and what if i didn't end up oh like my her, god like, what's my life my like whole right. life. i've thought of that my whole life there's yeah. questions that bring up yeah. that uh, mm-hmm. that they say and i'm just like yes i've been there everyone's been there like how have you not you know yeah, and, and it's your hermit like, you know even if you are just fucking yeah. thought about not being a hermit jesus christ like yeah. it's just it's just a lot of shit you know that it's so crazy um the way they bring it up and how it's how it's viewed it feels so normal and it feels so right. Um, and it feels just like, what's a great way to explain it. It's, it's bonkers as fuck. Her seeing those, uh, just the dimensions and stuff like that. And yeah. how it's portrayed. Oh my God. It's, it's beautiful. Um, so, I love, I love, I love this. This movie was everything, everything I wanted more. Yeah. Like, I didn't um, even know I wanted this movie until I, I didn't, I didn't know exactly yeah. too. I, I didn't know I wanted this movie and it's, I mean, it's definitely top 10, well, hundred percent right now. In this uh, for 2022. Yep. Um, I mean, shit. To be honest, there's not much competition, so it's, uh, it's like top three right now. <laughs> nothing going on. I can't see it being um, broken though. Unlike others, like I, I really don't know how this, another movie will yeah, break it. <laughs> I almost want to take somebody else to. I think if I took another friend of ours, hmm. um, uh, Greg, and then I think if I took my wife as well, um, I think they would take this movie. It's hard. I'd be hard pressed to find somebody who wouldn't enjoy something from this movie. 
Um, yeah. Anybody, anybody to enjoy something from the movie. I can yeah. see somebody not liking overall the um, the cacophony of the movie itself. Um, like hard but, to keep up in a way. Yeah, very hard to keep up in just the the, the, mm-hmm. the sheer amount of things, the information that's being thrown at you. Yeah, that's the point is, of yeah. the. That's so much point of the movie. That's yeah. what's so great about the movie. But also, you get it from their actions. They can explain it, but they just do the action right after, and they do I it over, over again. It's I, like you know, there's I, no way you don't get it by the end. Right, and I love. Yeah. I, I just i I love the. I love where we are in cinema now, um, where yeah. I, I where twenty five million can do this. By the way, yeah, not only that, but I love where <laughs> we are in cinema where I'm not. I'm not being catered to, um, and by that I mean like they oh, okay. are speaking their languages. Yeah, they are speaking everything and. Yeah, the catering part is the subtitles, but guess what? They they do that for everybody for other countries and everything else, right? That's yeah. not really being catered to. Um, like I I love that. I've wanted that in my whole life, and I know I bring it up every so often. I know I think right. me and you both bring it up. Um mm-hmm. and it's fantastic to see it. And this movie does like the Spanglish version of Chinese, which I love. Um, because like I can't stand Spanglish, but at the same time, like the way they speak to it, the way that, how they speak it is it's just done so beautifully because I've seen them do it before right in front of you talking to you um, the amount of stereotypes going on in this movie is fantastic so many uh, so many stereotypes it's like it's literally like you probably could call out like 10 stereotypes in the first like 5 minutes of the movie um, that's that's how many stereotypes there are in the movie yep. um, that uh, it's it's so fitting and I love the I love like one of the lines that they tell her later which is, we'll get spoilers when we get to spoilers which I'll bring it up then um it's just so. It's just a, such a fun ride, and uh, I'm glad. I'm glad I watched this movie, and I'm glad that we get to do a review on it. Right. I'm, I'm so glad you said yes. To this. Um, let's just get to it now. How about that? We can spoil this movie starting. Yeah. Um, so let's do spoilers for everything, everywhere, all at once, starting right now. All right. So, what was the point you wanted to mention? The the line is, <laughs> you you are the most boringest person in the in, in your universe like uh-huh. you're in, literally in the middle because you never ever made a decision to do anything you never, you never followed through of any you never followed through it of any of your passions. passions right exactly and, and it's right. so funny that the way he says to her it's the most insulting thing to say to somebody and yet the most uninsulting thing to say at that moment because it fits so well it's mm-hmm. like because it's she's like, the perfect one to she's the to perfect do. one to do exactly mm-hmm. yeah and it's so, just so great yeah without without you know the the sci-fi component is funny because it is a technology and the way they show it is really cool we could explain it but essentially you can it's not multiverses it's very interesting it's not quite the same it's not it's not fucking avengers but it's like or uh doctor strange if you want to be more specific um it's not quite that way it's it is like if you make a decision to turn right at this intersection instead of left that changes your life and that becomes another branch of, of another universe, let's say. But, but it's not just, decision. it's not even just that. It's, it's a yeah. little bit, it's more like, a, it's like, a, I picked this to, to get, I was trying to just get to work or something. It was like, mm-hmm. I picked this to do the, you know, to get to this important thing or whatever. I missed out on right, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But the movie kind of does a little bit of both. They kind of show a little bit of both examples. But yeah, I mean, things, well, uh, it also, I think, yeah. Uh, Little decisions is what I meant by the, in the sense of like little decisions you don't know that could have affected you greatly. Yeah. I guess maybe it's like, more appropriate to what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, like saying yes to yeah. dating somebody, saying no. Right, saying know. no to this date could mean disastrous consequences or different, or just different. That's the whole or point is that there are different consequences. Right, nothing is disastrous, right? nothing is, but, right, exactly. But what the movie even gets to is that yeah. it's, it's not even that. It's like, well, it's that and then it's 
okay, well, you did that, but then you said no here. It even it even goes to that extent at one yep. point and explains that as that much to where yep. it's like, yeah, you said no here, but then you in that no, then you said yes in this mm-hmm. little aspect that you would have said no to that you would have gone to this, and it's just yep. like it's, it's so com- it's so complicated, but at the same time, it's it makes sense, <laughs> but it's easy to get right. Um, and uh, Michelle Yeoh's character is special in the sense that she has tried so many avenues of these other things where in other universes of herself, she succeeded in them from becoming an expert chef, sushi, shiba, uh, what's it called? Um, with that, with the hibachi. In the middle. hibachi, thank you. Um, chef and, or to a martial arts expert, to an actress, to like, do <laughs> even flights of fancy of thought become like a thing too, that becomes like a reality. That's, that's kind of hard to explain. And it's almost like a gag, but a really like endearing gag. It goes, f- everything here also has like, you know, the three-step joke, right? You set up the joke, you make the joke the first time, the second time comes up in a slightly different way, the third one is a payoff to something, you know, you know, like it's like a three-step joke. I forget the actual explanation. Sorry for my teachers that explained it to me and I forgot. Um, but like this movie goes like beyond that. It's like beyond the joke. Um, I mean, I mean, and it shows it with through many examples. One of them is the sausage finger, of course. Sausage yeah. finger or hot dog finger, sorry, universe, as well as uh, Rakakuni. Okay, Rakakuni is my favorite. It's but, the favorite. It's like everyone's favorite. But yeah, but the sausage finger, the fact that we got the the fucking flashback to the beginning of time. Uh-huh. Oh my fucking god, the that was rock beautiful. Scene? That was fucking yep. beautiful. Yeah, the rock scene where the fucking wrong species gets killed is just like what the fuck. Like it's unreal, and I'm right. just like, it is wow. Unreal. Because wow, that's how far back you all, can go. Right, yeah. that's how far back we can go. That's like get the fuck out of here. It is so funny when we get those quick like back like history checks to to explain the timeline you're in. And like it's so hilarious. You get it instantly. And all of a sudden you start falling for it. Jamie Lee Curtis in that reality is in love with Michelle Yeoh. And it's a yep. different story entirely. Different. And they're both different. nailing it somehow in these little cutscenes and like yeah. how it really works really works and also well so my favorite thing my favorite like overall thing the big thing in this movie that i love the most it's just like its message right and part of that message is this where um the the technology of this movie opens the doors to the idea of all these other universes other realities going on for everyone's lives everyone um and you can see them you can participate in them and the way to do that's really funny when you have to do something so out of the ordinary in order to like palate cleanse your mind to get there super funny super hilarious um but um and and through that process the big bad villain which turns out to be the daughter of course um and you know figures out that all of this all of these decisions that make all of these ver- tangents of yourself mean nothing there is no meaning behind it and what a typical movie might use is that uses um might might say like this sci-fi concept makes this meaningful. It doesn't do that. And in nor does it include any kind of religion in any sense of the word. There's none of that in this. What it does instead is that it takes something like that, something like all these decisions that we do in our all our different versions of ourselves are so meaningless that there is nothing to do but enjoy it. And like I'm saying it very crassly, of course, but like the movie, the way she battles in the third act when she awakens and does that whole thing, mm-hmm. um, her third eye, literally with the googly eye, it's a perfect 
way to do that, by the way, um, is to beat them with literal kindness. Yeah. It is to beat them with the opposite of why something, just because there is no, you know, so to speak, meaning to all these lives doesn't mean that you can't find meaning in that journey. And that's right. the fucking point. Yeah. And it does that without including any kind of religion, any kind of iconography, any kind of super sci-fi concept that you have to explain away. No. The sci-fi is a technology that exists already in this world. And she is the epitome of that, Michelle Yeoh, because she is the version we're watching that has failed the most, at least to herself. Yeah. She started all these things, never never succeeded on them. And that isn't the point because they made it to this point where she can see it all. She, she failed those times to see it all here. And, you know, I'm not saying there's meaning in that, but you can find the kindness in it and, uh, and you know, move better through life with it and find the meaning in your own sense. Like, not in a sense like, oh, what, why are we alive? You know, that's a stupid question. Um, and I just love it. It's a very endearing message. And I didn't expect it, honestly, at, until like halfway through the movie, I was like, okay, you know, I'm getting this family dynamic going on. You know, when the husband died from the from that original timeline of the time of when they, of the technology being built. The, uh, prime time. Yeah. Prime time, yeah. Um, I'm like, I was super sad. That was uh, such a cool scene. I love that actor. The way he goes in and out of his persona is super badass. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm digging it. I'm having fun. And then all of a sudden, it's just like hitting me with this wave, like this family drama. And that's, that's, that's the most important part of it, right? And I just love the way the movie does it. It's just so... It's very, it's unique and it is an experience and it's like a drug almost, but it's also super endearing. Um, yeah, it's like the most endearing action movie I've probably ever seen. Like, yeah. right? I yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Might be. Uh, anyway, anything else you want to say to that or anything else um, about any other points? Because I could just talk about details all day if you want. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's me too. But, um, no, I mean it's it is crazy how the I mean the plot is very simple. I mean the the, the story of what it's trying to say. They never leave know. the building, which is interesting to me. The, they never leave the, the IRS building. No, 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 they don't. I mean they do and they don't. In they a weird right, way. they do yeah. and they don't. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's it is weird in that aspect. I just it's funny how I would I want to kind of I want to watch this movie like at home so I can pause and like mm-hmm. I want to be able to read some of those proceedings. Of just the interest that she has, and I'm sure there's all like caveats in there, mm-hmm. you know, because I think that's like a lot of the things in that those receipts are all like stuff that cause she's mixing personal with business stuff, you know, mm-hmm. or that she's buying like a karaoke machine that she wants to become a singer, but she doesn't become a singer, you know, like she wants doesn't commit to anything, right? Yeah, things of that nature. Anyways, besides the point, but um, yeah. I think the movie does a great job of just overall um, delivering this message that I've seen in other movies many times. You know, um, what's it called? Uh, and I, this does it in like the funnest way. It, and yeah. it's like, it's insane because it's, it's literally like, it's somehow the, like the movie takes out this like super weird adventure. Yeah. And you're like, by the way, you should, this is the story. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, how it, do we it get takes there? the messages of five Pixar movies and puts them in an adult action movie? Yeah. <laughs> or the combination it, it, of five adult action movies. Like somehow right. that works somehow. Ah, it's so yeah. trippy. But it works. It but it but it works, yeah. Um I guess the only thing I have left to say really is um Oscar, you're you're getting fat. Thank you. About time. Obviously that means really good things. That means you really like me. <laughs> and you're trying to say that you're okay with my burgeoning lesbianism. Uh, right, yeah. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. And uh I the L word, but I can't L-word. say it. 
Well, I did. Because right. I'm the one being burgeoning lesbian. I meant love, but it's okay. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Lesbians? They're lesbians, yeah. yeah. That's a different movie. That's a different, that's one, different right? movie entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. That's excellent. Anything else? Um, by the way, the, the dildo thing. I mean, okay. Look. The, uh, butt, the, dildo, plug, the, the butt plug, sorry. The yeah. butt plug. Is, I know Rakakuni was funnier. Yeah, it was funnier. Those set was yes. way, That payoff was so sweet. It was so funny. I could not stop laughing. And the right, friend next up. to me was not laughing, but it was not getting it. I don't know what the hell. Anyway, How did he not get that? I don't know. I don't know. He was. He didn't think it was funny. I'm sure he got it. But I had to slap him. Um, but he, the butt plug was, everyone laughed, even it. But anyway. How do you not? It was so. The guy jumps. He so jumps and lands on it. It's so off color and right. funny. It's so off color. It's. And then. And then he has yeah. it stuck up there the whole time. The whole he has to get, I guess, for it to work. He just has it stuck up there. He doesn't care. He knows kung fu now. Uh, yeah, if I may show you, doesn't you know? matter. Yeah. Ah, oh, so good. I mean, can you imagine Neo trying to do that to learn kung fu? No way. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a. Oh, by the way, that's a good one. I saw someone compare the excitement and newness of this movie, like how original it felt, how trying to figure it all out, felt to them like the first time they saw The Matrix. And I was like, that's a good way to put it. Because The Matrix, very original in its day, obviously yeah. not anymore, but like in the way it's, it's conception, and I don't want to say as much as messages are different, of course, but like um, in style and color and the way it's the high concept explained streamlined and not only that but like having a lot of great character development along the way not with everyone of course but with the main two or three and this one though it just like steps it up from there like it does all that while being super kinetic even more than wrecking for a dream and while giving a shit and bringing out all these great performances from everyone not just everyone. top two three guys yo like can, everyone can i say uh it's called uh yeah um he like I felt like he still had the same energy, like in from the Goonies. Yeah, he like, does have the, the same energy from the right? Goonies. Didn't you 100%. feel like he had the same energy? Like, oh, like holy yeah. shit! Like you just haven't fucking missed a beat, haven't you? Uh huh. It's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. well, I was gonna say also, like, how do we, how do we not bring it up? And I'm sorry to bring it up now, mm-hmm. but um, I hope. That, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure that I know this is coming from the writers. Um, I guess we finally know what happens when you put everything on an everything big. <laughs> yeah, this is, um, because yeah, it's probably the most annoying thing yeah. on an everything bagel. Because I've always that's probably one of the first things I've ever asked myself is why is it called an everything bagel? It obviously doesn't have everything on it. Yeah, I always doesn't have anchovies, for example. Right, exactly. Uh-huh. So I'm so curious. I was like, why is it called everything? What's mm-hmm. everything about the bagel? Was what are the everything? What what are the ingredients of everything? I'm curious. <laughs> you know, so right. I, and it's it's literally one of the questions I've always been frustrated about, and I bring it up every so often to um brag all the time because it's to the world. me and Greg. Yeah, it's. It's, yeah, it's his world, but at the same time, it's just like yeah. me and him always drink coffee, and I'm like, I have a bagel, but not really everything. Partly bagel. Can I have the nearly partly bagel? Nearly yeah, everything right. bagel. Yeah. So I I love that. Uh, what uh, what's her name describes? She's like, <laughs> I put everything on a bagel, and yeah. I mean everything, and it yeah. made it like this black hole or whatever. It's so yes, fucking great. So weird. Yeah, it it's so trippy. It fits, and I call the the inversion right because her symbol for her cult was the bagel on their forehead, which was a closed third eye. Yeah. And this bitch comes in with a googly open eye. That's mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. That's, that's the movie right there. That's the movie. Um, all right. Uh, obviously, we're gushing all over. Everyone go watch it. If you stayed this long, just go fucking watch it. Get a life. Um, anyway, that's everything everywhere all at once. We're going to take a break. When we come back, though, we're going to uh, review our second film uh, of, of the evening, which is rough. Insert coin. Boom. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Two. That's right. With the cool poster. Anyway, stay with us.
when the manic Dr. Robot returns to Earth with a new ally, Knuckles, the Kinda, Chinda, whatever, Sonic and his new friend Tails is all that stands in their way. And my son is excited that I'm talking about Sonic the Hedgehog too. He's super excited now. now. And now he's in it for the review. Yes. Now he's in for the review. He is literally jumping up and down, hyperventilating right in front of me. Hyperventilating. Yeah, that was your mom. Anyways, uh, this is Sonic 2. Uh, mm-hmm. My son's probably a favorite franchise right now, I would say. Probably your what? His favorite franchise. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll good. take him tomorrow to go watch it in theaters again. Yeah. Tomorrow we'll go watch it in theaters too. Okay. All right, go on my plastic for this podcast. Anyways, um, so yeah, Sonic 2. Uh, you went first last time, so I'll go first this time. Um, for a sequel, um, for what's going on, uh, I thought it wasn't, it wasn't bad overall. I had fun watching the movie. There was a lot of action. I love the connections that they did from the first Sonic. Um, if especially since I've been rewatching the first Sonic, I don't know, 30 times a day, because you know, again, favorite franchise in the family, you know, um, it's just easy to you know, we have it to watch here, so yeah, um, if you pay attention, it's there, everything's in front of you that they're setting up stuff. Um, the voice was a little bit weird for uh, Idris Elba, who has knuckles. Um, I don't know if it fit him well, in my opinion. Felt like it should, but it felt like it shouldn't. It was weird. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was too adulty or too deep or something. Okay. Just in a weird way. Besides that, I mean, it was kind of over the top, a little bit more disgustingly over the top, especially with the human interactions with uh, certain characters um, that I thought was just like, okay. Um, you know, some of the stuff is very schlocky, but um, I mean, it's a kiss movie, really. Um, and for a video game movie, I guess to stick in that in that aspect, because that's what it really is. Um, the interaction of scales is really cool. I thought so, um, and how they how the world he's introduced to the world, and then same thing goes for Knuckles. And I like the story overall of what's going on there. Um, the characters are fun overall. Um, everybody was kind of fun, and I get it. It's supposed to be a family friendly, you know, feel good movie overall. Um, but I don't know. I don't know where I fall in line with that aspect of it. Too much like I like the first one in that aspect because it worked out. And the second one, I don't know. I don't know if the right was the right way they went, in my opinion. So um, overall, some of the stuff that's happening in the movie is good. Um, my kid obviously loved it. Um, and then I like overall with a story where Sonic is going on with uh, that kind of stuff and Doctor Robotnik and stuff. But um, as far as the other stuff around them, eh, it's kind of false. Kind of felt felt short, in my opinion. Um, what compared to the first one, even or yeah, just in general? compared to the first one, yeah, okay. compared to the first one, uh, what'd you think? Uh, hard to think a lot about this movie because, yeah. uh, not because it's centered for kids, but um, it's not doing like a whole lot beyond the surface, right? Uh, no, of course, yeah. right? Um, going, I mean, that's also to be expected. Uh, I want to say that I liked the sequel. I don't remember anything about the first movie, really. I remember Cyclops dude in it, and uh, Cyclops dude. So I forgot about his. I don't know if he was uh, if he was married in the first movie, but I know he had that girlfriend that he's married to. I guess in this one, I don't know. Um, oh, not married, that? but like Who's lived that? together. 
uh, his wife or his girl. Are they, I mean, do you oh, just yeah. together they're, or are they married? They were, they've already been married. That was yeah, they've been married. Okay. They've okay. been married. Yeah, they okay. never need to show that. That was already married. Yeah. I only assume married because it's Hollywood and they're not going to like have two people, adults live together and not be married in this situation. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, no one can just live. Anyway, uh, so I don't remember that stuff with the sister because I, the sister looked familiar. I'm like, was she like part of the last one? I don't remember. Um, she it was minute roles, but yeah. Yeah. So I, when you say that they actually did these setups really, uh, like not perfectly, but like really well, and they set up a bedrock in the first movie to do this movie, I'm like, I'll just take your word for it. Because I do yeah. So it's some, it, they, it's, it's set up. Like it's there if you paid attention. Like everything that happens with the Knuckle yeah. stuff is there. It's in the first one and that's like that. And his little super mini backstory that's, I don't know, 45 seconds or maybe a minute and a half long. Mm, yeah. Um, it's there. It's all that whole scene is literally there and everything that explains. Um, and it's just because, you know, he's just kind of trying to, like, even, yeah. even uh, everything. So the world's not the map. And stuff, so. I remember thinking, and I still think that we're forgetting a, a movie here or there, but I still rem- I remember thinking when the first one came out, and I say that it's still going for the most part with the sequel, that uh, Sonic might be the either one of the very few or the only actually successful, like a good um, adaptation of a video game movie, because they're all so notoriously bad yeah. that, um, that even getting something, a kid's movie level of, of complicated, which is to say not complicated um, is still the best we can do when it comes yeah. to right. Adapt- adapting a, a video game. Sure. Um, so I don't know. I mean, uh, as like I said, as a sequel, I liked it. I know that um, I know that this one got hit harder by critics than than by audiences. Audiences like love it. Uh, critics are like, oh man, it's definitely like lost its charm and its power, so to speak, of the first one. And yeah. I would say that it's just like, like a little less, really. I mean, I also really don't think about Sonic too much, but anyway. Um, but anyway, I, I thought they did I did it well. I mean, damn, that some of that, some of those. Uh, Set pieces, I guess you could call them, if you want to uh, call them that. I would say, other than the whole um, Siberia part, it's which also has, you know, I, I mean, it's all expensive, I'm sure, but like other than the Siberia part, I feel like uh, the movie um, takes uh, it makes a lot of fun out of uh, of of its action, of its yeah, like, crazy craziness, you know, um, the underground thing and so on. That's not spoiler. I'm just saying something's on the ground. Um, yeah, and uh, my favorite part continues to be uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Jim, Jim Carrey, Carey. yeah, Jim Carrey continues Jim, to be the, Jim, my favorite. Oh, thing. Jim, Jim Carrey, yeah, 100%. I think he uh committed, yes, he he's a surprisingly really good Robotnik, yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree. Like, I don't even remember him that much from the games because I mean, yeah, he's the boss at, at the end of every uh every world stage right and then you find him at the end again but like you know nothing about it. it's like a video game right that's the whole point and um but man you like you feel like that stupid character in the sega game that i played when i was like 10 years old um i don't know what about him he's such a weird guy i think he's the only person not just in hollywood but i don't know the only person working as an actor that actually can pull off like he can pull off um uh, being in a cartoon you know he's an actual cartoon character like he can actually be in like if the whole world was animated like if yeah. all of sonic was animated and he was the only human like live human 
Yeah. Um, it could do it. it. It could do it. It'll look. It'll look right. It'll look. You know, like I can't even describe that for anyone else. Like it's such a weird. Yeah, it is, but it no, is he's weird. so good. It's a weird cop of it, right? Mm-hmm. It's a weird cop. Yeah, and I'm not. You know, he's also kind. Of, isn't he like super old now? Like he can uh, still do all this stuff and move that way. I mean, he's not doing gymnastics, but he's like, dude, he's like everywhere in every room he's in. You know, so like, he's born in '62. Born in '62. Yeah, that is. I think older than I thought he was. Um, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, anyway, I really like him in this movie. I think they he does more or even more than before. Um, he's doing a lot more, I will say. And I like how they it's like this guy has like a style, right? This bad guy has a style that is, I guess, stupid or or silly uh-huh. looking, but he sticks to that style in yeah. the clothes and then his robots. Yeah. I'm like, that's like he's owning it. Like you yeah. can't, you can't. Like this guy is so sure of himself. Probably what makes him a bad guy too, right? Um, yeah. That like he'll 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 pull off dumbass designs that he thinks are cool. And like, what am I gonna do? Stop him with my robot? No, I can't afford. I can't build one. He he is doing it. Yeah. Right. right. Um, that's kind of yeah. interesting. Um, however. So the small stuff, uh, so that's like, whatever. Um, I would say that uh, the sequel lighting of the story, I think, is, uh, it's okay. I wish it was better. I do think that they kind of fucked up with Knuckles a few times, or at least um, his, I mean, I think I like, I like the partnership of Robotnik and Knuckles as a a concept. But I think that they should have nixed it a long time ago, uh, a long time before they nixed it in the movie. And obviously, we'll see that in spoilers in a minute. But um, I think they held on to that concept too long, way too long. Um, or maybe they should have they should have partnered later or something. Anyway, but I know that's part of the the kind of the, what do you call it? Part of the trailer, right? And part of the the, the advertising for the movie is like. Oh shit! And he's gonna have to fight Knuckles and Robotnik is backing him, or they're on the same side or something. Yeah, and that's part of the what starts the whole conflict. But like, you know, there are many ways to do this. Um, and I kind of agree with you when you were talking about Idris Elba. I think he's always you know, he's surprisingly good at this stuff. That the at the voice acting, yeah, because he he's done a lot, uh, especially lately. And I, I'm reminded of his my probably my favorite of his is when he played the tiger villain in jungle book oh yeah i would agree that's probably yeah as a that was my yeah. favorite is my favorite of his roles and i feel like even though that's just a tiger that that knuckles could clearly take any time any day of the week he felt way more menacing and way more confident and way more you know yeah like that was a a, a menacing character even though he was only menacing to like well, the jungle, I guess, but mainly the boy Mowgli. Anyway, um, but yeah, in this one, he is too. I don't. You said serious. I, I think that's right. Serious is one way. I, I, it feels like it's too intense. Like I think it's too intense for the yeah, character. It's, it's a good way to put it. I would agree. Yeah. It was just funny because like Ben Schwartz is Sonic, and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, and it fits fine. You're like, okay, that's that's fine. Yeah. And, uh, you and hire someone that got. Went through puberty late, you know. Right, right, 100%, 100%, 100%, yeah. yeah. Right. So. Anyways. A late um, bloomer. Um, yeah, maybe we should just get into spoilers, um, if you want to. Yeah. Or, uh, for this movie, um, so you can talk more freely. So, 
Uh, spoilers for Sonic 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, to be specific, starting now. Uh, so I, I just don't think they should have been partners so long. Yeah, I like, would agree. I, I think uh, I think he let it go, go on too long. There was a couple times where uh, I feel like uh, he should have, Knuckles should have felt more, um, it felt like he wanted to leave already. Like He's like, what? Why are you doing this kind of thing? You know? mm-hmm. um, and it just, it did feel like he was just being strung along longer than it needed to be. I would agree 100% with that. Um, yeah. But I, I think it would have been better for the character, too, to be honest with you. It would have made him look smarter, not as dumb. But I feel like they dumped him down. They made him this. They really don't. They made they, him a they, meathead. And they said, yeah, Knuckles they, is well, strong. Makes their right. But that's the problem. Is like, I thought they did a good job of introducing him as, like, uh, yeah, I'm this person. I'm, I know more. I more knowledge of this. I'm more. A more you know, tactical kind of thing, person, and you're like, "Oh, that's cool, that's awesome." And then you're like, "No, I'm just, I'm just a meathead." You're like, "Oh, yeah, you know, kind of shit." So, right, and I'm like, "He's the best of their clan." I mean, clearly, they just they only choose strong, yeah. and they don't ever think about any other. Well, because he's the, also the last. <laughs> yeah, the last one, but also like uh, you know this this uh, the film highlights. Um, like uh, the qualities in something, right? In, in a person. So, like Sonic speed, Knuckles strength, Tails is like genius, right? Yeah. Um, like they highlight that. So it seems like it's very like on purpose. And I think they did it. I mean, it's just a kids' movie, so I don't know how much I should even worry about it. But it does, it does, it does. Like um, it lessens the, the story, even if a kid would, you know, not not even not notice, but maybe even like appreciate the simple way they did it right the sure. simpleness of it i don't know i don't know maybe i should interview your your kid to see what he really thinks about this <laughs> um but i don't know um uh what, what else do you want to say in, in spoilers um i actually want to talk about so like the the, I hate the, the mech <laughs> something the, the, the mech was cool we'll talk about that in a bit because that's a good thing i'm going to talk about something bad which is um just like this whole like I think they took way too much time doing that whole like wedding thing and spending a lot of time with this like oh, whole subplot um, that was just like is. well like yeah. why and Shamar Moore by the way who's Randall who's like the cop who's marrying the girl right yeah mm-hmm. um he's like in uh, Criminal Minds he's like that he's like that actor who's like always been in those you know um, shows for forever um oh sure like, I don't remember yeah I mean, he's I went, I've never Criminal seen Criminal Minds, Minds. I, mean, no, he, I think he's literally been like in every season of Criminal Minds. Um, like since 2005 till 2017, you know, like that long. I'm looking at his thing right now, and it is, it is like I like that actor, and I just feel like this is such a weird movie role for him to do, because it it felt like really weird for him to be in it, and I kind of like was expecting something weird. I was like, he only plays cop roles. What's so funny because like I, I kind of spoiled it for me almost. But he does huh. like show you. Oh, like, like, oh, he does play a no, cop. Like the fact that they hired him almost ruined. Almost ruined the yeah. Uh, the so reveal tri- that he was a cop. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's so okay. trippy. You're like he, he only plays cop roles. It's like the weirdest thing for him to play. And I was like, I guess he's playing like some bro. I go, oh, okay. And don't get me wrong. He's done voice acting for other shows like um, Cyborg and the Death of Superman. And um, he's wow, that's a huge thunderstorm. Holy crap. That um, is a huge thunderstorm. I guess you're hearing it too. Um, yeah, no, that just literally passed right by us. That's crazy. That's, I, I think I felt it in the building. Yeah, I kind of felt it too. Um, 
So anyways, uh, yeah, he's played Cyborg in the last couple of movies for uh, Justice League stuff. And, mm. uh, so okay. That's pretty cool, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I can see why he would be kind of interested in this kind of role. Uh, video game, you know, animated stuff. It's in that it's in that, it's in that ballpark, you know. Um, but it just it was it did feel weird because I, I guess it almost did ruin that. And uh, just like what's it was like a weird subplot that like that was there for like the adults or older kids because like in reality like my kid was just like yeah like okay like just show me Sonic like what are we doing here guys? You know, like he likes the ro- he likes the relationship between uh, Dota Lord or you know whatever uh, James Marsden yeah um, but he doesn't and Jim Carrey of course you know but anything else he's just like. Okay, like that's that's funny. Okay, to a certain extent, but you know, like yeah, no, why, I, I why wonder why here? they did that because yeah. they do focus and zero on zero in on the fact that it's a children's movie that they're entertaining them. Um, and while yes, like Pixar, it would be nice if you could also entertain the adults that bring the children to the theater. But yeah. like, it's not one to one. You don't have to movie. Some movies don't try. This movie felt like it was gearing up to be just for kids. Um, why even include all these um this marriage subplot thing? Is this like a brainwashing thing? You wonder. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, it is weird <laughs> about like I don't know. I don't know why they went that route, but yeah. Um, again, like I said, overall, like it does work because like she's always been mad at him about stuff. You know, like it, everything played out from the from the first movie. So it all all those relationships do pan out. Everything works from the first movie um, to the the whole thing about. The backstory—it's literally you see the the akindas or whatever the the breed of of uh, knuckles is. Yeah, yeah. Um, his tribe going against the owl people, and then fight as Sonic gets transported to Earth. You know, like you mm-hmm. see that—that's that's in the beginning of the, that's in original Sonic. And if you pay attention, you're like, oh, they do look like knuckles. And then you watch the knuckles version of it, and you're like, oh shit, it wasn't. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Yeah, okay. Like, you know, it's all there, and that's yeah. what's cool, because, like, I get to see that more, because I see the movie twice a day, you know. It's in my background. I see the intro of the movie all the time, so it's there for me. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I thought Tails was um, an interesting character, and in how he's introduced. Um, yeah, so he was cool. I, I kind of really liked him. Yeah, I, I, I thought Tails was like, I gave more props to Tails, because... He was like that, uh, I mean, I know we just talked about it in the, in everything, everywhere, all at once, but, like, kind of reminds me of, um, I, oh, I mean, from the Goonies, the, it's not short round, I forgot his name in Goonies, I'm not a big Goonies guy, anyway, you know, because the kid invents all these things, Yeah, yeah right, yeah. like, that shouldn't make sense, but as a kid, you're watching them, and that's badass, right, and you right, can kind of exactly. almost do them, too, in real, in real life, yeah. um, that's what Tails is, but like a, a, a crazier video game version of it, right? For sure. Like he yeah. invents all these things, and he's clearly like also still like still um still a kid, right? And uh, I guess Knuckles is still a kid too, in the sense of like, well, I mean, he looks definitely most the most matured, but I think it's because by force, by by warrior code, not yeah, yeah. by not by actually learning, right? Um, uh, data. You're talking about data. Data, thank you. I knew, yeah. I know someone was yelling in the in the in their car about that. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure they were. Yeah, yeah. but like besides that, um, I I guess I would say um, I think I still like the original Sonic better. Um, no, yeah, me too. Overall, me too. Um, um, don't get me wrong. It was yeah. just, a, I mean, it's the first one. It's hard to beat the first one for for the yeah. obvious reasons that it exists. It was just, it's just harder. The first one it cuts the deepest, so to speak. Um, it's also the first impression, which you remember more. Um, but the first one, obviously, had less to worry about. You know, when they make these sequels, obviously, it gets more complicated. 
and all that. And this one is all those things, and it is a lesser version. But you know, also like uh, like I've been saying, like you've been saying, you know, it's not that it's not bad. And I think they overall did a good job than yeah. a bad job. I like I do feel like the wedding thing, the whole thing with the wedding was dumb. I think we should have just let him and his wife have fun in Hawaii. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. bring them I in when you want. Right. But like, don't like, no, I think because, you know, you add this and you add that whole thing with his sergeant or his second in command and the town, the idiot, I forgot his name, Wade, I think was his Wade name. Uh, um, the cop, yeah, Wade is the cop, yeah. Yeah, the whole, the Wade thing, I'm like, you can have, I think that having that character is funny for kids too. Like that, that can work. Yeah, I think but that like, works not too, yeah. both. <laughs> um, right, it's weird, right? Right. So not both, maybe. Um, and now moving on, I think, I think that Giant Mac was pretty good. Pretty cool. I mean, it was really hokey as shit, but also cool to look. It, like it was extremely hokey, but it was essentially what he wanted. And that was that's like I think I was like, like did very, I fight that in the yeah, it's funny. Genesis and that, games? And Actually, you know what? And that is one of the I think in one of the later games, if, if I'm pretty sure, like that mech is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool because like he just wanted to be able to control something. You know what I'm saying? And how he controlled it, and it was like his own way. So it lived true to overall like the chaos everyone was doing. Yeah, for him, and it, like it's, stuff like that works out. And he got, again, Jim Carrey sells it. So, um, yeah, yeah, really the, does. Those, those are the things that work, and I think they have the right cast overall. I just think um, you know they should just focus a little bit more on the characters, uh, the, our main characters that we want to focus on. And I get the movies over a little bit over two, shy of two, uh, a little over two hours, and it doesn't have to be that long. It could have you could have cut it down to like an hour and a half. Yeah, but also, stuff. thankfully, it wasn't 240, which just seems to be like a big number. A lot of movies are like over two and a half hours long these days. Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't that long, but you're right. right it still could have been shorter. Yeah. Um, right. It still needed work. Um, yeah. Still progress. Um, you know, and uh, to that, I really like the scene. So, like, I like also how they they implement, and this is um, something really well, because they do, they do good stuff. They do overall good do uh, do good work on the characters. I mean, once you decide you're gonna make Knuckles a meathead, they really you know they lean into that and they make that a thing and they make that his crutch. Yeah, which, they do. which is good. Which is good. I just wish they didn't make him a meathead. That's all. Um, yeah. But like you know, in that whole uh, you know Temple of Doom maze thing yeah. that they're in, uh, I like the little scene where uh, where like he's just busting trying to bust through all the traps and shit and then Roban is like no you gotta think before you act you know yeah and i like that because it's like a little like it's like the the uh the week for not the week's versions like the the in a pro column that's the cons of of his like yeah and they even self yeah, no, i agree i agree and they even did a good job with sonic where he's literally just trying to outrun all the traps um, right, and which that's is using his that's thing, his right? thing, yeah. And you don't even obviously, have to see it, yeah, right? So. And obviously, he barely makes it out. Also, dumb. He probably should have thought a little more too, but you know, yeah, the speed exactly. is his friend. So, right, yeah, very much, mm-hmm. very much. So. Yeah. Also, I got a whiff of. Uh, I, don't, I mean, it's not the same, but I got a whiff of. Uh, it felt like uh, at the end of uh, Eternals with the whole mm-hmm. beach, and then there's a light, giant light, and then a, a secret something coming out. Like, oh, oh yeah, I don't I know why I got whiffs of Eternals. That's interesting. Uh, I didn't that, think about that. Uh, from that whole thing. Um, obviously, way different, but still not the same. Yeah, still not so, not so different. Um, um, you know, um, also another thing I don't like is in the opening where um, I don't like how uh, Sonic necessarily wants to immediately start um, being a crime fighter. Um, like, I get, the, I get the sentiment. I get the, the, the children, you know, uh, sentiment on that. Because, uh, again, Sonic is like a preteen or something. 
in the movie. Um, I guess I, I don't I, because they also didn't come back to it. So I feel like they didn't do anything. All they did was introduce the idea that he wants to solve crime and that gets him in trouble. And then the actual plot starts. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with that. I think are they being like uh, self-aware of the fact that it's competing with potentially all the superhero movies out there and Sonic could be a superhero. He's never felt like one. No, I think it's, um, I mean, I hate to say it, but it, it is kind of a thing where he has been, he is kind of saving, you know, things. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. It's always, but it's always been because they're trying to get him. You know, yeah, it's, I, it's less, it's, it's less than I need to save all these cute bunny animals that Robotnik is forcing to be the, in their machines. Sure. It's more like, right. Then, yeah, uh, no. yeah, I get that. But I think it's, um, I think that, that played also uh, more conjointly with the first one where like his favorite thing to read is Flash comics. What does Flash do? Flash is a superhero. You know? yeah. but, like, he I'm has, sure he, he wonders if he's faster he, than him. He's just, I'm sure he does. He's just a kid. Like He's just thinking about, you know what I'm saying? I, I think that's just, I don't think they're going to, I hope they don't pursue it. In, my, in all honesty, it should mm-hmm. be just more like him living life kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And then if, if shit or like happens, helping the town out, like in a little way. Yeah, or defending. Now he actually has a purpose where he's defending the, the stones, right? Or the emeralds or whatever. Yeah, the emerald, yeah. But yeah, so now um, that's that's the main thing. So in reality, he shouldn't have to worry about anything else. In my yeah. opinion. I think, I think that was just like a one-off, and it could, but it was a little weird also. Yeah. Um, it's like it's like one of those weird feelings where like, I'm glad they didn't come back to it, but also like saddened they didn't follow through on that. You know? <laughs> yeah, it is weird. Right. Like, um, bad work, but not a good way to do the bad work. Right. right. Um, um, anyway, uh, what else? Um, I do like the, I mean, I, I don't mind the stinger. It's fine. I'll watch the next one because they're fun. Um, I get, I also, I'll watch it more, much more likelier than if you pick it for a review, um, in theaters anyway. But, uh, you know, maybe I'll take Leo next time. So. Hey, okay, you can nice. save yourself one of the showings. <laughs> one of the shows, yeah. You're gonna watch this. Tomorrow. You're gonna yeah. watch this movie thirty thousand times I mean, um, when it yeah. comes out on wherever it comes out. Um, is it? Oh, is that, is that where the first one is? Yeah, the first one's like okay. Paramount. Then it'll probably be there then. Yeah, but it's um, you know, um, obviously not at all a thinker. I think, uh, but it has a lot of fun redeeming stuff for sure. Not just in Sonic and the animation. They really bring home the fucking graphics on this shit for sure. Yeah, I think some so. of that stuff look really cool. I like some of the details in it. Even in the rubble is really nice. So they pay their text really well, that, or hopefully they pay them well because they did a good job. And then uh, likewise, Jim Carrey, of course, and James Marsden is interesting. I like I like their dynamic. I like the dad at the end that he throws in there. Um, I thought that was nice. They could have fleshed that out better instead of wasting time in Hawaii with the wedding, but. Uh, but I still think it hit hit enough. Nice. Yeah. Um, sure. And that's really all I have in the movie. Unless you got something else. No, I would agree. That's kind of what I have also. Cool. I'm surprised we got that much. Um, no, I'm kidding. Anyway, uh, so that is it for our review of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Go watch the poster. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to do our second installment in our Batathon. Bat marathon where we uh, just imagine a battering, a battering, ringing, flying towards uh-huh. while he says battering. Yeah, no, imagine it, and that battering is filled with, with like it's like it's made out of the little posters of every single Batman movie. Wow, so it's a really hefty battering, really. Um, anyway, 
we're gonna do that. We're gonna review those uh, two. We're gonna review the two Tim Burton movies. Anyway, stay with us. The Dark Knight of Gotham City begins his war on crime, with his first major enemy being Jack Napier, a criminal who becomes the clownishly homicidal Joker. And while Batman deals with a deformed man calling himself the Penguin, wreaking mm-hmm. havoc across Gotham with the help of cruel businessmen, a female employee of the latter uh, becomes the Catwoman with her own vendetta. These are both Batman and Batman Returns, mm-hmm. directed by Tim Burton. Uh, it was uh, 1989 and 1992, right? Correct. Yes. And then the, the writer is Bob Kane, because he's the creator of the comics. Bob Kane, uh, Bob Kane. Sam Ham and Warren Scarred or Scarred for mm-hmm. the first Batman, and then we had uh, Daniel Waters and Sam Ham. Of course, Bob Kane is Bob Kane is Bob Kane. Um, uh, starring Michael Keaton as the Batman. Um, and we'll go from we'll pick everybody else. But those are the two movies we are reviewing here. Um, if you want to watch them, they were on HBO Max, or they still are. If you want to watch them, because they have that DC partnership. Jesus uh, Christ! I mean, Warner take advantage while we can, you know. Yeah, no shit, right? Because you know, you heard about HBO, right? No, what happened? Um, something happened with the Time Warner thing. Like they left or something. AT and T uh, noped out of HBO and uh, HBO Max specifically, because I guess there is a difference. And um, and uh, so the Time Warner thing might go fall apart because that's where AT and T is from or at. I don't know who comes from who. And I don't, I'm not I'm not being great with the details because I don't remember. But uh, they, they're noping out of HBO Max, and uh, obviously they still have whatever they contractually already agreed to make as far as shows and stuff are still going to be made. But after that, and anyway, and now discovery is either buying them or has bought them. And bought who? HBO max. Oh, really? <laughs> uh-huh. Or merge, whatever they call it. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so I don't know, but expect, I mean, I don't know when, but some things are going to go away and I don't know what HBO max is going to look like in a few years oh, is what I'm saying. So, yeah. So when I said take advantage, take advantage. Um, anyway, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, that could be a good uh, announcement for a top of a show, but when I know more, it'll be more fun. Um, Batman. All right. Okay. So I think we should talk about just, uh, so it's going to be interesting. Um, we don't often do two reviews in one sitting kind of thing, um, especially if they connect, though. So I think we'll just talk a little bit about the first one and then we'll move on to the second one and then combine them and see how they fit into this lore of what we're doing here. Um, Sounds good. And obviously spoilers the whole time. Obviously, I'm not going to like. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's, and not only because they're old, but because it's just, it just sounds silly to me. Um, okay, so uh, the first Batman film is... Uh, I, I mean, I, I probably saw it in 89. I don't remember probably back then, but I know I've seen it many, many times in the 90s on repeat on VHS. Uh, you as well. You were right next to me. Um, and so much so that I basically kind of memorized uh, the Bugs Bunny Warner Brothers intro in the on the tape and probably some of the trailers that they had on the tape, honestly. So, um, yeah. I mean, this is one of those movies. There's a lot of the, one of those movies uh, from the 80s, 90s that I've seen many, many, many times. This is one of them. I've always loved Batman. And Batman Returns, too. I've seen many times, too. Because in 92, we were definitely the right age to love that movie. 
Um, anyway, so uh, in Batman, I think um, I think there's a great a lot of things that it gets from. Like it feels like it's inspired from a comic book in a way that is very like unique because it's almost like a first of its kind. I mean, yeah, you know, we had the Adam West Batman already movie, um, but that was over twenty years before this movie. Also, it does feel like a different time entirely. And um, and you know, Tim Burton's coming out of you know making he had made he had he made uh, Beetlejuice already? I think so. I think and so. He, I think he had made like two or three movies. And he was getting, he was, he was making quite an impact. And I think his, I think Batman's probably like, like this Batman can only work exactly when he made it. And I feel like this movie fits in so well in its time that I doubt it'll work. Like, like if it was five years earlier or if it was five years later, it might've looked worse or it yeah. might've turned out worse because, um, not, I mean, like five years too early, maybe he wouldn't be able to do the things he was doing in the films that like, like with the miniatures, maybe, or with other things with the, maybe get those actors in the right age or like, you know what I mean? Um, and then five years too late, I think it would have been too hokey. Like it wouldn't have been seen the Gothic horror feel of it kind of is very eighties for Burton and it feels just right. Yeah. Obviously he carries that on 92 with Batman returns, but like, again, as a first impression, I think it, it had to be 89, 88. So um, I feel like the, the movie has still has not lost its power for me. It's insanely quotable. I quote the Joker in this movie all the time. Yeah, me too. All the time. Even when he's not the Joker yet. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's just like an asshole gangster or whatever. Um, and also, like, right, they're doing a Jake thing, right? They're doing a, um, what's his name in the movie? In Chinatown, right? He's like... He's like a J. He's like a yeah. China, just, he's like a Chinatown just, character, right? Yeah, I would say so. I just, I just feel like I'm, I just feel like he's just more of an asshole. But yeah, yeah. No, he's also an asshole in Chinatown, like famously so in the movie. Like they don't. No, no, no. I know that. But, but, say the, the joke, but, the, this movie. He's like yeah, a bad guy. You know. I'm mean, like he's by that. I think they're aping that movie or this style anyway because he looks. I mean, other than the color, he's the the, the, the getup is exactly the same. I feel um, with the hat and the coat. Um, yeah, I like this movie and I really like, uh, I mean, Michael Keaton is like, I mean, I wouldn't say he, uh, I, I don't know if I can say he's definitely the best, but he's still like my favorite. Um, and for a long time, I thought he was the best, you know, he's like, he kind of held that crown for me for a long time. Yeah. Um, I would say so too. And, you know, and this is where, I mean, we'll get into discussions about the Bruce Wayne, um, Batman combo and what, what's still different, what's better about it this time around. But, um, yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a it's a pretty great movie and like as an overall thing and um a lot the gothic and ridiculousness somehow tastes right it just does it works out somehow in this movie and I think it's more about Tim Burton's power than it is about like having an odd combination like that working because no I don't think on, on other hands people's hands would have worked as well um yeah how you I, feel on this watch I no I I 100% agree with you as far as I don't see anybody else envisioning it this way um where it's a little bit kooky it's a little bit uh a lot of bit dark which is tim burton written all over it dark right um it's it, it almost feels fake but real at the same time you know there's a lot of things going on in this like it's like uh it's like a very close um alternate reality potential of this you know potential <clears throat> Gotham city existing um 
this speaks a lot about what's going on in general of just like the mm-hmm. times, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it does a great job. I mean, I think, like I said, Tim Burton is almost, a per- I mean, it's, well, I think without Tim Burton, you have a completely different movie. Um, portrayal of Batman here and everything. Uh, what's it called? Um, and it's crazy to see. Um, and at this point, I, I was, so my, my thing, and I'm going to bring this up a lot in, in our Batman reviews. Um, where is, uh, what are Batman's like more, what's his moral code? Right? Because um, a lot of them, he's not supposed to kill. Am I correct? Like, he's not like a killer. He'll, he won't kill anybody. Um, kind of thing. Because that's, he's stooping to their level. Right? Yeah. Um, but in this one, it's, he just flat, flat out kills people. <laughs> I mean, uh, he flat out kills minions and, hunch, and henchmen. You know, like, nope. Not no problem, but it does feel like he avoids it until he doesn't, and then he's just like, "Well, fuck it, I started, I started it already. Might as well continue it," kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and so, yeah. Using the Dark Knight in the description, I would say is the appropriate Batman to use for what he's doing, because that's what he is. He is a Dark Knight um, in, in this aspect. Even though technically we're getting an origin Batman kind of person, right? Um, this is like mm-hmm. the starting of Batman in Gotham City. Um, so right, because right now he's still stories. The newspapers don't know if he's real yet, I guess. you know. Right, exactly. And then it doesn't sightings. Take, right, exactly. And it doesn't mm-hmm. take, it takes until he eventually, uh, the Joker comes out where he's kind of like established. This movie the, might have the best ending of, uh, of most Batmans. I, I would any. say, yeah, I would say so. And I, I think it also does a great setup of, um, I, and I didn't even realize it where, um, we get we get the we get fucking we get hoodwinked right away, which where oh man like, I love that opening. Uh, that tell me about it, right? Tell you, like you watch it, and you're like you're like oh fuck, here it comes, right? And I, as a kid, I didn't know because I didn't no, know it. Oh, you didn't know as a kid, right? It was my the, first Batman exposure. Yeah, you know? me too. Same here. And then you don't know. So, but then I think this is real genius, right? There's crime. We see we see Crime Alley, and you're yeah. thinking you're watching that. You know the pearl scene, so to speak, that's going to become yeah. way famous thirty years later. Um, no, but instead, you get the introduction of Batman. You get, right, you so get Batman beautiful. introduction, not Bruce Wayne's. Like, oh my yeah, god, so I love I love that because it introduces Batman instead. They're talking about him like, "Oh, you don't know, man. I'm afraid of this guy." And then you get the introduction of Batman. Very, um, uh, I think it's a fantastic intro to Batman, in my opinion. Um, and then just like, yeah, yeah, you tell you tell your and it's friends. effortless. It's like an effortless, cool thing he did. Uh, yeah, very much the so. Writer. He, right. That, not only that, it's also I, he doesn't even take like the wallets back or anything. He just beats them up mm-hmm. and goes like, "Know that I'm here and I'm gonna get you, motherfuckers." Kind of shit, right? And it's like he just also those street tubs, those street tubs had like real personality to them. I, I just like, I'm like no, man, they, had, they had so much going on for them. They looked yeah. like they were uh, drug users. Yeah, and uh, they, you know, they set up the they set up the sting for them. Like, oh, I'm gonna ask for money, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna, you know, get them all worried about me. But there's another guy to worry about right in front of them, and they did have a lot of personality. They all, they, all, they felt like they felt like human beings, like homeless people who were trying to rob people, also at the same time in a weird way. I think this movie um, sweats that kind of stuff because even now, I mean, not even now, it shouldn't be anymore. But like, we get that all the time. All these this dispersed this. Disperse, this Versions? I don't know if that's the right word I'm using. Um, These contradictions in like, you know, we meet someone, you know, every person we meet in a movie about (laughs) anything, you know, they usually look way too beautiful, way too put together for what they should be or what Mm -hmm. they're acting like. This movie, it's not just the bad guys here. It's not like these, 
these homeless uh, thieves, whatever they are, they look like they're sleeping around there, or like oh the henchmen, oh Joker's henchmen, or even the cops look different. They they look more worn. They look like they're super tired. The 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 mayor's people, they all look like you know super like businessmen, and they feel like they trim like they groom themselves every morning. You know, everyone feels like they are, and yeah. I think the movie's sweating those details, um, in a way that I'm like I don't. Most movies do this, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. especially now, I, I don't know, we went away from that, I think, as, I was a, so. as a thing. Um, <laughs> but you were saying. No, um, I agree 100% with the, what you were saying with the characters. Um, but yeah, I mean, just that whole setup, everything that uh, they do in the beginning of that movie is such, I mean, it's a fantastic setup to Batman. Um, and like what he's trying to be. He, and I think the movie is like exploring that along with us, along with him, you know. Like he's like Bat, uh, Bruce Wayne is trying to explore like what is he trying to do here as Batman kind of thing like pal kind of thing little things like here and there and like not that he's looking for his nemesis but he's looking looking for the moment to shine where he could actually be helpful and not just walking around you know as a presence kind of thing it's more like uh, I you know I want to be known that I'm gonna be able to take down these bigger people right. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's I don't know, it's done really well. Hundred percent agreed. Um, there's so many interesting details about this movie. Obviously, you know, uh, I like how I like how both Batman. I wouldn't. I guess I would. I have to count Bruce Wayne as well, but equal parts. Like the the screen time for Batman and Bruce Wayne combined, I feel, is mm-hmm. equal to Joker. Um, is it actually equal? No. And if you just count Batman only, then Joker has more screen time. Yeah. But like, if, if you if you combine the Bruce Wayne stuff, it barely maybe over, over you know maybe that's more time. Sure, because Vicky Vale and all that. But like, um, by the way, Kim Basinger, they make her scream thirty times in this movie, thirty thousand times in this movie. She's screaming really? so much, it's really funny at some point. But the damsel in distress is really heavy, and this one, anyway. Yeah. Um, I like how they put like equal parts to that, like to the villain work. Uh, you know, the, as one's growing, the other one, it's like a, it's like a chess game almost, like, a, you know, one move here and then he counteracts and then he does a move and then the other one counteracts. Um, it has a little bit of that for sure, like, almost like a cat and mouse too. Um, it has a feel of like they're both sharing the movie, even though it's called Batman, uh, in equal parts. And this is something that I don't like in the first movie that I don't think was fleshed out super well. And they definitely don't go back to this in any other movies uh, later on, is that he he doesn't go there to save Kim Basinger. I mean, he does for that Vicky Vale at the end on the, on the Watchtower or what yeah. was that? What was that? Watchtower? What the hell was Bell that? Tower, Some fucking gothic-ass gargoyle. It, wasn't a wa- uh, it was like a cathedral or something, I think. Cathedral? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, cathedral, yeah, I guess the bell that makes sense. I was thinking clock, that's not right. Um, uh, yeah, he's going up there for revenge. I feel like, you know, I mean, that's what he says to him like, (laughs) I made you, you made me first, you know, and like, you know, he has all those lines and he wants he's intent to kill him, unlike all the other times where he's like, it's more self defense and they kind of kill themselves a lot of those times. Those goons kind of kill themselves sometimes. Um, no, they do 100%. Yeah, yeah. honestly. No, no, no. I, I would agree 100% with you. Yeah, that's that's true. They, but, like, yeah. yeah. I would say they trip the, on their own lives. Yeah, at the, the end, he's fighting people to, like, kill. Like, he's like, I don't care. You're in my way. If you die, you die. 
like just or you get shut down you get shut down one of those mm-hmm. so. yeah um i also <laughs> yeah so anyway i feel like uh that's something that i i mean we let it go and i'm not saying i, I needed a big exploration about it but i do think it's and in hindsight this works in hindsight in hindsight it looks problematic because of the batmans we get now which yeah. is um let's all never kill things like that i mean they never kill batman um yeah. was made famous by christopher nolan really probably um well uh that in the animated anything animated you always thought right that, uh batman is not gonna kill right and then uh and definitely not revenge like the whole point is like to keep his mind on the on the ball right like to keep his to keep everything in the same in the principles that he has like he fights hard not to fuck Catwoman and not to kill for revenge. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, as yeah. examples. But like, yeah, he he doesn't like ever sully his reputation. And in this one, I mean, he is just starting. That's another thing this movie has that's kind of unique, Rob, in the live action movies, is that this movie is one of three Batmans that we get to see that are actually starting. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. The other one being Batman Begins and The Batman, which came out this year. I can't think of any other live action movie that doesn't have Batman already as a, as an established hero, right? Because yeah, he's established as fucking Zack Snyder's already. He's old. He's already. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're he's right. Very, He's probably the oldest one. He's the uh, He's already. Yeah, and, and I would say in all of them, he's already been established. I think. Yeah, Which that sounds about right. Yeah, and all the rest of them. I'm trying to think. Oh, the rest of them. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was interesting thinking about it too. That uh, we are seeing Batman Year One, which I know is a movie. Um, in this, and this is one of those rare ones, which it makes sense, you know, because this is uh, only the second Batman film at this time, and it was after it was over 20 years since the last one. It's a new generation voice thing, and it does set up the tone for the next two generations, whatever we're in now. Um, yeah, anyway, fun times. Uh, there's a lot more to say on, on the first Batman, but let's move on to the second one for now. Batman Returns. Yeah. Okay. What do you, <laughs> how, was that, how was this one for you? Um, uh, I like how established Batman is in this one. Um, Batman is not only established to the point where he shows up and he's like, "Oh, God, thank God, Batman's here," you know, kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. but it's also like he like patrols and it's quiet, like it's been quiet for a long time, kind of thing. You know? Um, they even like hint towards like it's been decent. Yeah, there's there's here and there is where he's had to step in or whatever, but the police all like him, you know, every, everything's like copacetic, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good setup. Uh, they even talk, uh, what's it called? Uh, they even, uh, they even do the whole, um, what's it called? Uh, they even explain things as to why recurring characters aren't here, like, um, what's it called? Kim Basinger. Or something. Hmm. So, uh, but they do they do a decent job at those things. Uh, the introduction to Oswald Cobblepot, um, Danny DeVito, uh, great role for him, I would say. It opens with his. Opening. It does open with his, yeah. Um, it it takes it to a point where it's like it's kind of weird because you don't like you weren't expecting it, but at this point, um, as a director, let's see, we have he did Beetlejuice, then he did Batman, then he did Edward Scissorhands, then he did Batman Returns. Hmm. Um, so like I don't know you could see that he's always going to be like it's like a weird dark thing some stuff is unexplainable where like why is there penguins living down there 
Um, yeah, no, they take uh, any concept take that's ridiculous, and then they kind of go to, yeah, they kind of really yeah. take it well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So the, those are the things that you you, know, you gloss over, of course. Um, and then, like, also, I feel like the ridiculous uh, Christopher Walken's character, uh, young Christopher Walken, because you look at him and you kind of don't even recognize him, that he's so young. I'm so used to an older version of him mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, as Max Shrek. Uh, that whole setup, I think the Michelle Pfeiffer, the Catwoman thing is set up is great. Also, they take liberties with that as well. Um, Are you telling me from the comics? What do you mean? Uh, yeah. No, just like uh, the the liberties of like of like the mysticism or the kind of stuff, you know, the yeah, occult. I, yeah, it's funny whatever. how this is this is the first real use. I mean, it's it's subtler than that. Yeah, but it's using a little bit of supernatural. It is, yeah. 100%. There's supernatural shit in this second movie that there isn't in the first one because the first one is explained through that horrible-looking chemical plant yeah, yeah, that yeah. destroyed the nerves of the Joker, which led to him always laughing and him looking the way he looks. Yeah. Like he has to put makeup on to look normal as opposed to the other way around. So when he's rubbing his face with a cloth, he's turning white, not turning correct, correct. in color. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously, same thing with Penguin. Penguin is born with deformities already, right? Yeah, uh, things right, like that. Exactly. So that's fine. But Catwoman, Catwoman, Catwoman uh, though, yeah, Catwoman gets, gets nine a, lives. Literally, yeah, gets, gets pushed right. Gets pushed <laughs> off a building, uh-huh. and then cats swarm her and give yeah. her like nine lives. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, yep, random as hell. So there is that that much yeah going on the supernatural in that aspect. Um, and I want to know also yeah. how many. Um, Dominatrix sessions were offered the year this movie came out. <laughs> yeah. Because the answer isn't just one. No, I don't okay. think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's like, that's like, I, that's not, I mean, I, I don't, I'm trying to think back on, on his movies, but also Batman specifically. I, other than this last Batman, again, we'll talk about him when we get there. Sure. Um, I've never seen anything sexy in a Batman movie until, I mean, besides Michelle Pfeiffer. Ever. Yeah, I would ever because I mean they've done other cat Catwoman like I, I didn't see the Halle Berry one. I just did I see it? Maybe I've seen it. I just forgot it. I just churned it you. from my mind. Good for you. But any other? I mean, he has. I mean, there's also Poison Ivy. There's also his love interest from Bruce Wayne. Sure. None of it ever feels sexy. It always does about Batman justice, crime fighting, always. Mm-hmm. Um, like whatever, whatever the appeal of Batman is, it's never, never like that. Except right. this movie. This is yeah. the only one that gets there, gets closest there. Obviously, again, with the most recent one, too. Um, oddly enough, with the same character. Um, yeah. yeah, but I'm like, oh, damn. I'm like, yeah, that's not, it's such a weird combination. Because you have a, a weird penguin with weird circus people uh, in the next scene, right after she's, uh, you know, uh, sh- you know what is steal- uh, whipping pistols away from guards and shit, you know? And then right after that, you get fucking Alfred for a while. Like, it's just, you know, it's just a weird yeah. thing. In this. It's so weird um, to think about. But uh, I would say that this is a solid sequel, much like our Sonic review. I would say it is lesser than the first one. Um, it, it feels it feels uh, more unimportant or less important in the sense of, like, I, I don't have a lot of gravity in this movie. Like, the stakes are there. Yes, gravity. I mean, I have a gravity. Gotham City is in danger. Uh, Bruce Wayne's in danger, I guess. Or not Bruce Wayne, no. A little bit, I guess. Of that. Um, 
But like, I feel, I feel like all of the important drama, all of the important conflict comes between Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne than, than, than anything else. Yeah. Then, you know, um, maybe about the same as Catwoman and Batman, I guess that's, that goes a little bit, but not as much because they don't know each other at the first several times they meet. Um, until they do, which is a great scene. Um, but anything with the penguin, I feel is kind of like, like extra, you know, and the Max Shrek is interesting. It's only fascinating because of his connection with Selena. Um, not because he is, a whatever, a corrupt asshole money bags guy, you know? Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's like there's a disconnection going on here between maybe they try too too much, you know, multiple villains. Maybe they try too much on it. But I also know that I don't. I mean, I would never change it. Now, this is a movie that already happened. But like, I don't know what to make it better. I just feel like there's some sort of disconnect in the, in the in the fun to be had here in the like in the wonderful little like misunderstandings or what makes a bad guy a bad guy because I don't think. I think Penguin or Oswald Cobblepot is like tries too hard and yet it's not a real villain. I think what does he want to be understood? Maybe it's just maybe it's just like I don't not clear. Like is he yeah, trying he to be understood? Is he wants to be human? Does he want to understand his parents? Or is he faking that? To what end? He seems like a smart guy uh here and there with like, you know, he has all these things. He's uh, he has that awesome duck car that i want yeah um and but like also dumb as fuck to like like uh just like what you end up be okay with being mayor you letting this guy talk he looks like serious like he's just talking you can you, you're gonna let him lure you with fish whenever he wants um right. i don't know i guess i don't get it well i think there's like a problems with the penguin and there's a lot of penguin in this movie so um i mean i think that's maybe sour at some points but the, yeah, but the Selena Kyle and Bruce, yeah, that was that was great. I love their scene when they're when they're um in the mansion <laughs> and they're making out and they don't want to show each other the yeah, very scars great. they gave the each scars other. They gave each other, yeah, that's great. That was that was funny. Only Batman could fucking get into that situation. Right. Um. Yeah, I like that stuff for sure. There's a lot of stuff to love in here, but um, but I feel like uh, it is definitely lesser. I don't know what the runtime is compared, but I'm not going to that. It's not a big deal. Um. Uh, so, uh, no, so I want to I want to talk about a few. This is our first actual one. We actually, it's like you know, after a while, when we do these Batman's, uh, uh, there's a four minute difference from each other. Right, there's going to be a four minute difference. But actually, no, they're not. Them. They're exact. They're exactly the same time. Two hours and six minutes. Two, they're both two hours and six minutes. Correct. Two hours. And six minutes. Wow, it's amazing how Batman Returns feels longer. I guess Batman Returns me. does feel longer for me as well. That's crazy. I didn't know. I thought it was like two thirty. Crazy. I mean, for my mind, it's crazy. Not for reality. Anyway. Um, so, I want to talk about... This. So, the more we talk about Batman movies, the easier this will be because now we have something to compare it to. We have something to compare it... We can compare these two movies with the 66 version, which sounds like, well, a lot of differences. But a lot of similarities. For example, like, one is... Uh, and I remember this from Batman Returns, is that... And it gets this from the Adam West uh, age... Uh, is like him putting <laughs> so stupid. Bruce Wayne is, is talking with Alfred in the mansion, and he puts he puts his hand. He like pulls up his sleeve, right? Puts his hand down a fishbowl, and like opens something, right? To go secret, and it opens this this 
this like guard, this metal statue thing that has spikes in it. He goes inside it and it takes him to the Batcave, right? It's like a secret layer, right? Secret layer yeah. button that Adam West obviously has like two or three in the movie that we talked about already. Um, he does that. And then I don't know what to think of this because he's like, you're coming off it or he says something like that. And he, and office goes, I'll take the stairs. I'm like, just take the stairs to begin with. Why do you need to do all this? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. What, 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 why would you have multiple? I, I don't understand the reason for the multiple entrances, especially when Alfred gets there like t- five seconds after you. I just, yeah. And it's Alfred, guys. I mean, so I'm thinking that anywhere. that's Tim Burton making fun of some, because it, obviously they would never write the line like, I'll just take the stairs. They're making fun of themselves. I just don't I, know. I think so. I think he, I think he is. That's, but at the same <laughs> time, a, it's just like, it's, it's the ridiculous, yeah. it's the ridiculousness of it. Or oh, is this like Tim Burton couldn't help himself? You think? Maybe. Maybe. maybe he just could not help himself. Um, maybe he uh, had to put I mean, something like that's a very in. elaborate one because he reaches into the fishbowl, doesn't he? Into like the fish tank. Oh yeah, to yeah. Push, to press the yes, button. Like that. He does. He has to reach into the fishbowl uh, and fish press the press the button in the mount man in a manner. Or something like that it was mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, a weird thing. Very way more elaborate than like a fucking random of what they called a mount of a head or something. And yeah. It also, pretty elaborate was um you know our because uh this movie has just like the first movie it doesn't open straight up with Batman. I would say that the first movie does more is more directly about batman's opening obviously but this one it's uh you know very penguin and then present day and then when shit starts happening like we meet all these people like right all this stuff is happening and and then when they want to light up the signal is when we finally introduce to batman again or bruce wayne um and that's how the movie opens and it opens with these reflections right so the light (laughs) so this street light is so strong and clear (laughs) <laughs> that he can get the he can grab the reflection right and yeah. angle it with mirrors that are positioned just right, yes. so it can so yeah, it can light up in his foyer I, or whatever I, that looks I, like a house inside think, a house. I think now that yeah. you bring that up because that, that was like <laughs> seeing it this time. It's funny because I, I never really paid attention to that. So I like that, that detail, but seeing it that this time, and I was just like, "That's fucking extra." Dude, that is like, so extra. That is gothic shit. overkill. Well, not only that, but I think it also plays to that like homage to the original Batman stuff, where it's so hokey, where we're gonna get this crazy contraption to inform us instead of just getting like some fucking light that informs you that the, the fucking you know how light people do it now. We just radio in something, right? <laughs> whatever. It's as simple as that. Whatever. Yeah, or pips on the on the watch over commander. Yeah. Um, because this is eighties, um, it's so extra, and he's just sitting there. He's contemplating life. What's it? Is he thinking about revenge? Is he thinking about I his don't mom? Know. Is he thinking about the pearls the whole time? What the is pearls. he? Is he thinking about making dark metal music to reflect his mood? Um, <laughs> yeah. That's something uh, in another movie, though. Um, I don't know what he's thinking. It's hilarious when you really look at it because he's doing nothing. Like it'd be one thing if he's like, eating dinner. Or something, or like reading the newspaper, but he's doing—he's waiting for this. He's so he's been sitting there the whole time since the last time he, they called him. This is what a billionaire does, I guess. Um, anyway, funny. Um, but uh, to it, you know, we mentioned uh, I would love the ending of the first movie. It's a, one of the best endings of of the Batman because it ends with that with the opening of Batman being introduced to the city. Yeah, you know, he went through yeah. all this. All this happened. 
um yeah a few things in the city got destroyed yes a lot of those things came from batman's own um batwing for sure because yeah. he shot he launched missiles in the city i'm just yeah, saying yeah. he launched missiles in the city <laughs> he launched, yeah he did <laughs> and by the way his his uh aiming system needs to be fixed okay sorry <laughs> yeah. it needs to be fixed um anyway but uh, I love that, how it ends. He gave us a signal in the Chuck Light. It's perfect time. Also, these two movies, the first time, and I, again, I still have, it's still my favorite. Um, best fucking music. The score. Oh, my God. Danny Alvin's fantastic. He makes the kind of score. The kind of score comes from these two movies. Oh, yeah, it really does. I mean, it's mm-hmm. fantastic. I, I also got to give it up to uh, the, just the, the costume, the, the Batmobile. All those things, everything. That Batmobile still slaps that, me. No, I that Batmobile is so my, it's my yeah, but that's my favorite Batmobile. 100%. It's still my favorite Batmobile. Yeah, it's just like, but everything fits. Everything feels like it fits in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing feels um, fake or out of place or or like too too extra. Even though in part in Batman Returns they have like that whole uh, locking mechanism that it does feel a little extra mm-hmm. and. Um, but even that is just like. Also, I feel like they introduced that too late. They introduce it when he locks it, and then they're, they go to unlock it. But he leaves the car once, also before in the movie, mm-hmm. and he never locks it. Then I feel like they should have shown it then. You know, like the first time. Not like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're just, right. It, there's mm-hmm. like little little things that I think yeah kind of messes up, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so, but the score. This is when they they're like, you you can make a good score for this kind of stupid shock. Yes, you can. Yeah. Yes, you can. And Danny Elfman was... brought his A game, A plus game on this. Yeah, um, is so iconic that still is still the everyone knows it's the Batman. Like they know it's, it's the Batman standard. theme song, it's the way people know Indiana yeah. Jones theme song and the Jaws one. And the dress oh yeah, hundred percent. It is just as iconic. Um, I know a lot of people may not agree with that because I know John Williams and all that, but I don't give a fuck. It is just as iconic. Um, love that. So because I know that um, you know when Christopher Nolan's movies come in later, like. And I don't know how inspirational this is or not, but like it feels like you know they try to do their signature iconic thing with with their Batman movies, and uh, yeah, you know, it's like I like, like keep the ball rolling, you know. Um, the rubber suit though, not that doesn't that doesn't look as well as it, I'm sure it did back then. I would say that is I'm so glad they eventually fixed that in the 2000s, um, or they tried fixing it anyway. Uh, it doesn't always work, maybe, but the cowl looks cool. I like the cowl and all that, but like, I that I mean, it's hard to believe that <laughs> direct shots like that on rubber. Like, I don't know what's going on in there, but just doesn't, you know, it's kind of hard to see that. But I also love the commitment to the insanity, especially in the first one and, and the second one, I guess, too. Um, in the first one, like, his you know, as soon as he turns into the Joker, his goons have perfectly like awesome jackets with the patches you and the purple it. cars. Oh, my God. He's on it. Oh, he really it. is. Yeah. He must have robbed so many Chrysler dealerships to get all those cars <laughs> and then yeah. had someone paint them and shit. Like, he was on it. He yeah. is a, an industrious villain. Like, I, I, I mean, because of all the details. There's no way yeah. he, like, you know, <laughs> yes, <it's, laughs> he changed the decor pretty fast. He leaned into it pretty hard. I love it. I also love his uh, his art, his artistic expressions. I, it's silly, but I love he's committed. Like I can't blame him. I'm like, yeah, you want to spray paint over that? Sure, let's do it. Um, obviously, which means Prince, of course. Uh, what do you think of the Prince stuff in it? 
oh man i dig it i actually had that music stuck in my head i was listening to it for like a while um what was uh what's it called was i listening to Um, obviously 1999 but uh what's it called a party man yeah party man yeah Party Man is fantastic. That's that beat gets you going. Um, I remember a, trust. That's such oh. an iconic scene too. Mm-hmm. Um, just watching it, it's just I, it's funny because like he everything that uh, the Joker does in that scene is just like it's like messing with the man in a weird way, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, like he's not saying incorrect things, but then he's just you know he's just fucking crazy at the same time. So it's like weird that he's like, damn it, why are you making sense, you? Madman, you know, mm-hmm. like in certain aspects of that nature, and then and then he gets to the whole, you know, the rest of getting to uh, um, Kim Basinger. Yeah, so I was like, Kim, that's the yeah. kind of um, Kim ba- ba- Basinger. <laughs> Sorry, oh. that's it. Um, you know, uh, another thing this movie did uh, for all future Batman, for better and for worse, is that it made Joker a badass. Like, uh. He was a he was like the seventh wheel in the Adam West Batman movie, right? He really was, yeah. He wasn't that big a deal. Now I haven't seen the show. I'm not gonna see the show. Maybe one day. I mean, if it's as fun as the movie, maybe I will actually. Um uh it's not a big a deal. Like this movie gets why and how Joker could be really fucked up and or fucked up for Gotham, fucked up for humanity, yeah. or fucked up for Batman, you know? Like it is both the polar opposite and yet they're exactly the same because they both lean into their things super heavy on where they both look ridiculous. Like Batman kind of looks ridiculous, but you take him seriously because he's fighting successfully and all this stuff. But like, like every, everything's ridiculous, but Joker like is self-aware of that and it goes beyond that and makes a gag. So he, he turns a gag into a kill machine, like mm-hmm. a way to kill you. And it's like, but it's, it's both serious in a ridiculous way. And he is menacing while he's laughing at you. It's such a weird combination. And I think this is the, I mean, this is the first time where Joker was taken seriously in cinema. And now he's like the villain. Now he's the like, villain, yeah. He is Batman's arch nemesis. Like, I mean, I don't know if well, everyone agrees like, with that, but. Yeah, he's like the anti-Batman, essentially. Like, the anti-Batman, yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's literally like he does everything for destruction when Batman wants order, you know, and stuff like that. So it's just crazy. And oh. and even specifically, you can even go deeper into that because uh, I would say a big inspiration that that uh, that and that you see in the in the Nolan movies, or specifically the Nolan Joker, the Dark Knight, is uh, is how he also doesn't care about money in the same way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he's throwing money around for the sake of chaos, just like the, you know, very similar to the Joker in the Dark Knight. I feel like they have very similar energies in that scenes. <laughs> in those scenes with the, when it comes to like money or like, like he cares more about his balloons than he yeah. cares about money. Yeah. Um, you know, like it's like a weird thing. Now I would say this Joker is definitely more hornier and more like human, I guess, but like, he's not like, so he's not like an insane genius when it right necessarily, although he is a genius, he made the combination of all those things that it makes everyone like get killed. If you mix, deodorant with makeup and hairspray right like i don't know how you begin to do that so he has a genius there but like um just very interesting he's like equal parts horny which probably gets him killed because of kim basinger and um and so on and so on anyway um 
But I like it a lot. I like how he just, this is a big inspiration for Jokers, I guess. All Jokers in the future. The Killing Joke, probably. I don't know if that would have been necessarily not made, but like uh, would have been like as revered or paid for to be made into a film after the comic, right? Like you think of things like that, and it comes from this original Joker. Yeah. Um, also, I know the fact that a very serious actor also oh, yeah. played the Joker. Because Nicholas, uh, Jack Nicholson, sorry, I'm sorry, Nicholas Cage. Uh, Jack Nicholson uh, was still a serious actor back then. <laughs> yeah. No, I not mean, so. not in the 90s, but um, he was still at the time. And like, the fact that he chose this role, like, holy shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, Some people kind of took it seriously. Yeah. Yeah, what I said. I wonder how Tim Burton got him to do it. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to see what those meetings are were, you know? I guess he had done The Shining, and he plays like a a ridiculous Daddy, character. Daddy, I guess the, he did The Witches of Eastwick as well before that. The Witches of Eastwick was before that. Wow, yeah, it was, it was 80 80 90s. It was eighty seven. Oh shit! Okay, okay. Yeah, because like, but before that, I mean, you also have Terms of Endearment that he did. Yeah, it's been always right? twice. Shining. Mm-hmm. Um, what if the Cuckoo's Nest? You talk about these are like you know, other roles right. that are gigantic for him. Right, right. The big ones, yeah, and then two Jakes somewhere in there. Um, yeah, right after that. Oh, I was right after Batman. I thought it was before. The, the, wow, the two Jakes totally. yeah, Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was well. All right. Well, anyway. But uh, I know that then, I mean, as soon as the good as it gets came out, right? That's when he was already ridiculous. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I know that much. That and Mars Attacks. Mars <laughs> Attacks. Yeah. That was another Tim Burton. So he clearly likes being ridiculous. Um, yeah. I think, I think he just likes having fun, to be honest with you. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, hey, have fun, dude. You know. I mean, 100%. Yeah. yeah always say that. Have fun. Why do it if you're not having fun? Um. Yeah. What else? Uh, so um, I would say that the, the real iconic uh, thing that we can get from Batman Returns, and it sucks because obviously the setup, the mood, the music, all that was established in the first one. So the second one, kind of hard, you know, to do that again. Yeah, so for sure. I would say it really only did it in Catwoman and, uh, and nothing else really. Unfortunately, nothing else. I guess in the idea of multiple villains, because again, when I was watching this, uh, it was pretty cool. Right to have two arch villains and uh, occupying the same space at the same time. Yeah. That was a cool idea. I'm not even <laughs> saying alliances together either, but they're both problems for Batman and the city. Like that was a cool idea for me, and obviously they doubled down on that in years to come. But like you know, it was also fascinating seeing again in the 1966. There's four of them yeah. off the bat, so like not at all that original idea. But I like how. This one, you know, at least uh, in the first Batman, it's just one villain, one arch villain, and then the second one is only two, right? And then they probably multiply after that, which they do. Um, anyway, interesting, interesting. Um, but the second one does have the multiple villains idea, and I guess for most people, it's the first time watching that. You know, and it's I, I hate to bring this up, and I kind of forgot to bring this up when we were talking a little more about uh, the first Batman was, I feel like uh, Tim Burton pulls another fucking like uh, uh, hard left turn, like out of nowhere, where he sets up a potential villain in the first one, which is Harvey Dent. I mean, we all know Harvey That's Dent. That's right. Yeah, Harvey Dent, yeah. He becomes Two-Face, you know, if you mm-hmm. don't know anything about Batman, and uh, which is played by Billy Dean Williams, which is also like, I think it's a super great role. Can you imagine if he actually if he actually made it through and... Oh, that would be great, but like you set it up and you're like, oh, maybe the next one's going to be Two-Face. If you know anything about comics, if you know anything about that route, yeah. like he doesn't even go that route. He doesn't even have him in the next one, you know? No, you're just not. like, what the hell? But it's like, it's weird that there's like a setup for that, you know? Um, a potential setup. Uh, but yeah, that's just an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, I will say one thing I did like about um, 
Batman Returns is Max Shrek. So like Max Shrek, I like him. I really do like him because also I would say Max Shrek is very similar to Jack Palance in the first movie. Uh-huh. The the boss, the mob yes, boss, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. He he is the actual criminal element uh-huh. that Batman should be focusing on, or right. or I should say, would be focusing on if these crazy arch villains weren't around. You know, right? Very, very much so. Yeah, that's who they are. They're the daily criminals. These are the event criminals, right? <laughs> these are which is ones. which is funny because, like, I think in, uh, in uh-huh. Batman Returns, he's dealing with him as Bruce Wayne, like a lot because even tell him, like, well, like the mayor and right. I help you. Right, like, and, he, and he's like, yeah, "Well, you never know." That's when he gets here, replacing the mayor. Right, exactly, mm-hmm. very much so. Yeah. And it's just funny because, like, he's bringing it up, and he, you know, they, he's like, "No, like, I'm not. I'm not going to let you do anything." He's like, "I can't do anything to you as Batman because you're not like actually committing any crimes or anything. You're just being stupid." But as Bruce Wayne, I can stop you with my money. So fuck off. <laughs> yeah, so, it um, yeah, and like, and it's a different type. It's a it's a corporate as like corporate conspirator kind of thing. Like it's like money bags. He's like Jeff. Jeff Bezos of Gotham City, right? Max Shrek. Whereas the mob guy, there's mob guys. You know who they are. They're bad guys. You know, you know who they are. From yeah, afar. So, right. The classic mob guys, too. They're very oh, big, crazy. Tango and Cash. Tango Cash. Of course, Tango Cash. Yeah. I mean, um, it's my, yeah. one of my favorite lines that I love doing to Leo, even though I do it to an even more exaggerated route. Can I guess of, what it is? Yeah, of course. You are my number one guy. Yeah, I do. Okay. So he, so Jack Palace yeah. grabs his shoulders. Right, yeah, he goes. Yeah. He, he kind of shakes him a little bit, uh-huh. you know, old man kind of style, right? And he says, "You're my number one guy." I grab his cheeks and I grab his face. And I'm like, you know, you are my number one guy. And he's just like, "You're, you're a madman." I'm like, you're looking at me like with these crazy eyes. You ever do the reversal where Joker makes fun of him and says that? Yeah, no, I've, I've done yeah. that too. Yeah, okay. that's that's where the ridiculousness comes to it. Of course, but technically, Jack Constable sets it up, so that's why. Yeah, but yeah, uh, ceremonial though, how he kills Bob. Just because he's mad of his balloons, <laughs> very unceremonious. Yeah, yeah. Because Bob such was a, like such a such a great second in command. Such a great Bob was uh, such a yeah. Thank so you. dedicated. Bob was so dedicated. So dedicated. Yeah. Just like, like um, and not unlike uh, I mean Michelle Pfeiffer, who was obviously more of a nervous wreck, but very yeah. dedicated still. Uh, assistant before you know she went revengey. Um, yeah. yeah, not unlike that. But yeah, Bob was like Tracy Walker a, was the actor. He's a stone cold mother, you know, like assistant. He's just, yeah. do whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, boss, I'm, I'm on your side. He, he was in it right away. Like, mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, even before when he was uh, just Jack, right? In that early yeah, just Jack. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, corrupt city stuff. Corrupt cops are, are definitely in the first movie and not anymore because Batman cleaned that yeah, up. Batman cleaned it up, yeah. Very much. Right? Also, there are no I more corruption like, in the police force. Right? I, I feel like uh, you also Miraculous. see it. There's like lack of uh, lack of relations with mm-hmm. uh, the police force that he has. Yes, the second one was, was missing yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, well, see, not only is the second we one see Commissioner that, Gordon like two times, maybe. Sure, but like you, he doesn't even have a, like a relationship with anybody compared to like other movies that we see in the future, like Nolan movies That's true. or even animated movies where he has like Commissioner Gordon plays a huge, bigger role, you know, where he yeah, actually especially in Harley Quinn. Yeah, right. Yeah, very much yeah. so. So, like, there's a lot of things in that aspect where you're like, oh, okay. Obviously, he took different liberties to do this. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I would say, yeah, I, I, I guess that was missing from the second one. Um, I, although, where would you fit it in? You know, there's a lot going on there. Um, yeah. Um, any other connections or any other kind of inspirations you've noticed that we're going to see more uh, common or fleshed out better in future movies? Like, 
Um, and obviously, when we get to those movies, like, oh, you know, we'll see it clearlier, more clearly, sorry, clearer um, in in what's inspired by this move, these movies we're talking about. But like, anything you can think of, anything else? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> sorry, I, Leo was saying something. I have to myself. Oh, okay. I didn't know you made so. I like, I didn't hear anything. Um, Great. Great. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think the, no, yeah, no. I was gonna say the the one other thing is that I like the this movie uh, also set up, and this is the most obvious one we should have said earlier. Uh, the big setup is that it sets up. The, um, I feel like it sets up the first Dark Knight. I mean, like, oh, 100 percent, it is like that man has Dark Knight. Like it's. Darker as fuck. I mean, that first 1966 is so colorful. Yeah, no, no, no. this is 100% the first so Dark Knight. But you, you know what's funny? Is like, I never thought about that. Is that that's the first Dark Knight. I honestly, even until watching the Dark Knight uh, movies, you know, the trilogies of Hollywood Moons, where it's like, you you know, you are getting more of the of that strict uh, adaptation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you, I don't think this is a Dark Knight one. I, I just never, I never consider it, considered that until just like recently. Where I was just like, yeah, this is darker. Like, I, I don't know why I thought it wasn't. I just, I don't know. It's just maybe because it's Tim Burton and you think Tim Burton and, you know, you think not, you think dark, but you don't think like that. I guess. Yeah, it was, it's like, yeah, Tim Burton is dark and goofy, you know? Yeah, it's really weird. Dark and something. Know. Yeah, something for else. Sure. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but this, um, I would say that's probably the biggest because it's such a visual thing you know like the, for sure. not just the dark suit the dark car everything's black you know i mean i'm glad and i'm glad that michael keaton didn't have to say bat before everything he had batarang batmobile bat mug bat juice anything like that so um but uh but it feels like everything there is like <laughs> painted and coated in black um very much so and for i sure. think that's all i got on I mean, these movies i think uh you gotta just leave it at thought her first. Gotta fly. <laughs> there you. By the way, that contraption looks badass, but I wonder. I don't think it's real, right? <laughs> no, it's I, no. I want way. that umbrella, though. I want yeah. it. I want yeah. that umbrella so hard. Also, um, I do feel like she. How many lives does she go through? Did we talk about that? She goes. Uh, she's on the last one when uh, when she. Does she go through all the on, the on the eighth one when uh, when she kisses Shrek with the taser? Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So when you Those see her at the very end, which is another cool ending, by the way, you see, yeah. right, the sign, and and then the Catwoman is the one that looks up to the light. Then yeah. and it's not a Batman. That was cool. I like that too. Yeah, that was cool. Yep. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That was her. I counted also, uh, it. Oh, yeah. Was, I, you were counting it. I I stopped. I lost count at your four or three, and I was just like, oh, I where it was. <laughs> yeah. Also, this is a technically it's a Christmas movie, by the way. Which is what you get yes, I know. So I had a fight with someone, not a real fight or anything, but I was saying like, "Oh shit, I forgot that Batman Returns is a Christmas movie," and she was like, "No," and <laughs> yeah, but it um, is. It, but it is a right. It, uh, I agree. I'm agreeing with you. Um, and of course, I brought up Die Hard as the classic example, yeah. um, which did not make anything better in that conversation. But hey, they even got Run DMC Christmas music in there. Come on, bro. Run DMC, right? They and for me, 
Uh, I mean, I feel like uh, in Christmas time, if when we if we ever have like a Christmas marathon or something, we have we could have this discussion more fleshed out. But essentially, the way I consider it is that if if Christmas is a reason for something happening in the movie, yeah. or the festivities of it is the reason why um, X Y Z villain is doing this, or why you know, or the motivations for this. Yeah. that's uh, for me like if like for example like if you take christmas out of the equation uh-huh. this movie will look not look but be different then yeah. th- therefore this is a christmas movie. therefore it's um, yeah. right okay. or whatever holiday it's taking over yeah. um but uh that did not work out well i mean it's pretty much not did not win that argument but i didn't lose it either so that's what i say anyway um that is uh that is it for batman 1989 batman returns 92 um Oh my god! I forget how to sign out. I totally did forget. Anyway, <laughs> that is it for our show. You have been Jesus Christ listening to the another movie podcast this entire time. Uh, don't forget that we are a bi-weekly show. We come out every other weekend thereabouts. Um, usually Friday. I try to make it Friday. And um, next time, next time on the show, I'm picking the films, and it was hard. It was a hard one because there's some good ones, some good looking movies out there. Um, but I decided to go with, uh, oh my God, did I forget his name? I totally did. Well, anyway, I'm going to say the title anyway. We're going to go with, uh, in theaters right now, I think it's coming out this weekend, actually. We're going to watch The Northman. Okay. Uh, the Northman, which is a, uh, what's his name? Uh, Robert Eggers' latest film, The Man Who Brought Us, of course, The Witch. And uh, the lighthouse, you know, so pretty solid films. Anyway, um, we're gonna watch the Northmen, and we're also gonna go uh, for the next film. We're gonna go to Netflix for this. This came out about two, three weeks ago, thereabouts. We're gonna watch Windfall, uh, which is a movie that looks appealing. I know very little about it, but I I heard mixed things. But I still want to see it very much so and discuss it. It looks like a weird, like a weird movie for sure, like a weird premise. Maybe I don't know what's going on. Uh, but I know it has Jesse Plemons, for example. And I hear he's really good in the movie. So at the very least, we'll get Jesse Plemons being cool or being in a good role. Yeah. Um, and then finally, for our Batathon, we're going to do the next two movies. And only because they feel of a piece. They're not made by the same person necessarily. As a matter of fact, they're even different Batmans. Uh, we're going to do Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, which are, of course, the later 90s Batman yes. movies. And those star George Clooney and then, oh, Val Kilmer first, then George Clooney um, in that order uh, for from Forever to Batman and Robin. Anyway, uh, we're going to do those two movies next time. Uh, stick around and continue watching with us. Remember, all this is available on HBO Max currently as they have a DC licensing agreement or whatever. Um, it's been great there. I don't have to download anything. It's all on there. Um, yeah, and that is it for our show. So until next time, guys, I am Oscar. And I'm Ralph. See you later. Coffee and pie. Coffee and pie? Oh, my. You didn't hear it from me.